and welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, who has his voice back after two weeks of not having a voice. And uh, uh, Sasha and Ace are out tonight. Um, some things came up and, uh, you know, Sasha could she didn't want inter- to interrupt on our uh, Monster Hunter talk because we're going to be talking a lot of Monster tonight. Uh, returning guest and my brother, uh, we call him Darth Tater on the Discord, but Chauncey in real life, and he'll probably call me Cham, because that's the way he knows me as, not as Fortuan. And uh, we have our uh, guest, uh, Shaw, w- w- which you may know as Shaw Sketches Stuff on Twitter, or it, what was it? What was it? The Shaw something? <laughs> yeah, The Shaw 21. Okay. The Shaw 21. <laughs> you guys can call go. me Josh, it's fine. My, my, my regular name. <laughs> okay. Whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. Um... <laughs> So welcome, welcome to the Hunter's Hub. You said it's your first podcast, so hopefully, Woo. hopefully we're not too awkward for you. <laughs> no, this is this is really <laughs> chill so far. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever been on like a a podcast. Or well, I did try streaming on Twitch, so it isn't my, isn't technically my first time on Twitch, but yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that's popular doing that uh, art stuff live while you're just talking to people. I know a lot of people who do that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, this PC kind of sucks, so I need to try to fund a, yeah. a new PC before I could fully commit to that. So, oh well. Yeah, I was uh, I was lucky enough when I had a bunch of money to build this PC, uh, and then, well, it's not like I'm I'm out of money now, but. Uh, and then I rebuilt it during COVID because of all the stuff we got, all of the extra money we got. So I bought magic cards. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, uh, so tonight, um, we're basically going to get to know you, Shaw, uh, get to know each other a bit, uh, you know, talk about some monster hunter and, and your experience with it. And of course, you know, your art and stuff, which I think is really good. I especially, uh-huh. uh, I especially love the Narga Kuga piece you did uh, with it and sort of laying on the tree branch. Oh yeah, up in a tree. That was a recent one. That's a good one. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Um. So yeah, so uh, definitely, I, I you normally we drop like at the end of the show how to get a hold of you, but the Shaw Twenty One on Twitter, you can see a lot of his artwork. Um. I that's how I I've seen most of it. I don't. Do you have like a deviant page or something else that um, you do? No, actually, surprisingly, no. I just have uh, Twitter and Instagram, and both of them are the exact okay. same thing. The shot twenty one. Um, I used to have an art station, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> the less we say about art station as a platform, the better, because yeah, I don't want my ah, stuff okay. being scrapped for AI. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Ooh. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a I have a deviant art page, but I'm nowhere as good as you. So oh. <laughs> I'll still I'll still drop a follow though. Like I, I love seeing people's art regardless <laughs> of like skill level. I don't like when people put like purposefully say like, Oh my art's no good. Like it it's still art. It's still made by a human. It still has, you know, some soul in it. So I love seeing art of any quality. It doesn't matter. Like I don't see quality, I just see people creating stuff and it it's fun to see that. Well I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that because I am a. Go ahead, Jones. That really cracks me up because, like, some a little bit of backstory that's in our family. You know, we're we're brothers. Everyone else in our family, except for me, is an artist. Oh. Jam <laughs> mm-hmm. does some digital stuff. Our mother is an art teacher. Our father's mom, you know, that grandma, she actually does. Uh, 
Renaissance Portrait. style oil paintings. Oh wow! And I actually have yeah. one of me and my cat that passed away. Oh. That she did this year. Yeah. To kind of show. Like, there are artists, and I mean really the word artist in our family. <laughs> Oh, that's so good! Oh, that looks oh, yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, she's really good. Like, yeah, it's great that she did this because this is something she offered to do for a couple years. But at the time, <laughs> it was, you know, I know this now ex-wife, so champ, now ex-wife, currently wife, and firstborn child. Like, oh, your family's complete. Get a nice painting because you know it takes a long time to do this and has to dry for six months, and then you conceal it. And then she's like, well, I can do a picture of you and your cat. I'm like, oh, please. I can't give up that hard on having a life partner of like, here's everyone's family portrait. Mom and dad together. You know, uncle and his wife and kid. Cham, his wife and his daughter. Chauncey, this cat. <laughs> I mean, but that's the cat's way. I really appreciate having that. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. It, it 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 is. It's it's just. It was always just a funny joke. It's like, hey, look, it's Johnson, his cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um, so yeah. Uh, I the one piece that that I would say that I there's two pieces actually that I'm particularly proud of. I'm you know I I'm sure you experience this as an artist. You can tweak your own stuff probably the hardest <laughs> than other people. Um, I'm I'm the same way. But I, I am particularly proud of I got an honorable mention in the high school art show for a piece. I did a, like a, a little black dragon. I don't have a picture of it right oh. now. Um, I did a black dragon from D&D oh, that nice. the cat threw up on. Oh. So literally there's cat puke and I won. Uh, <laughs> I won honorable mention on it. So what my mom suggested being an art teacher is it looks like a stain because I had to wipe it off. Uh, that we tea stain the piece to make it look like it was old oh. and like in a book and stuff. So we tea stained it, uh, and there's still obvious mark where the cat threw up, <laughs> but it just looks like it just looks like a stain on the tea stained uh, picture. <laughs> oh, but that's so cool though. That's uh, in fact, uh, yeah. Fun fact: that's how I get my um, texture, my paper texture. Um, I have a bunch yeah. of scan tea stained. Uh, pieces of paper so yeah okay cool that's cool uh so glad we could relate there um <laughs> minus the and the, the other moment, but <laughs> yeah uh so it's the other one i've done this piece twice actually i did it in pencil way back in 2010 um but i also redid it digitally which i liked it more Ooh. and uh being a monster hunter fan uh, i'm sure you're aware of kazoo right mm -hmm. um so I did a piece of Kazoo. You know, he does that thing where he haunches down and lightnings himself. Like, he puts a yeah. shield of lightning around him. I did a, a piece of that with a three-headed Kazoo doing that. Oh, that sounds um, cool, though. And I really like that piece that I did. Uh, it's it's up on my Deviant. It'd be hard to find on my Twitter since I oh, do yeah. a lot of things on Twitter. Um but yeah, it's on my DeviantArt page. So I think it's just Fort One. Um, oh, nice. Might send you a link oh, afterwards yeah. if I yeah, I was about if to I ask remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like 
I I uh, I relate to you on the art stuff. I just don't do it as often or as much. Actually, um, you can't see it, but I have a three monitor setup while we're doing here because I have a really nice desktop, and one of those monitors is one of the ones you can draw on. Um, oh, nice. So I do the digital art with uh, this pen here, and I can actually draw on the screen that is now currently showing Audacity and our little lines. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. But it it helped to have a third monitor, and it's also a draw monitor. Yeah. Uh, XP Pen, I think it's the brand. Oh, yeah, nice. Right Mine is a Hueon. Yeah. Those two brands are typically like the the best alternatives to Wacom stuff, which is, in my opinion, overpriced to shit, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, John's just recently got a Wacom, I think, didn't you? I did. We do a lot of D&D stuff, and I'm kind of running the game that we play online now. And I was like, eh, I'd feel better about it if I had a little draw pad. And I was like, eh, I, f- I think I've fallen for the trap of it was cheap enough I wasn't offended by it. <laughs> I haven't well, got it to work yet. Well, I mean, there's one Wacom device that I do own, and I do think it is the f- most fairly priced one. It's the, um, not the screen tablet, but the pad tablet. I think it's the Intuos Manga. I think. Yeah, I have something like that. Yeah, if it's that one, yeah, well, I... then fine. I Like that, I'll... I'll say that one is a fair is a fair price for what it is you get, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> I think the computer was yeah. just mad that like it it basically is a mouse input and it just wasn't tolerating having two mouse inputs. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, I remember that struggle. <laughs> and there's no like double click or right click options on Wacom stuff or any yeah. pen tablet for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, that that's why I moved away from it. I just went to the screen because I was like. <laughs> It just works better. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It was more expensive, but yeah, it I felt I was. I thought I was going to be doing more art than I have been. Uh, I had like a goal of like I'm going to work on a piece a day or something. <laughs> I, that, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, in my experience, um, that stuff never works. <laughs> no, but I do have um, ideas. So, but <laughs> I uh, I recently bought a house. Oh. So, I. This is the second to last show that will be in this house. Uh, so three shows from like the next, uh, not next week, but the week after. Hopefully, if everything is set up, I will be recording from the new house. So oh, nice. So I have taken a backseat on all of all of the extra stuff aside from the podcast to get ready to move. Oh, so. nice. Huh. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll shift uh, shift gears a little bit and talk some talk about some Monster Hunter. So um, a little bit about me, uh, in, in case you don't know, uh, I started in the 2004 Monster Hunter One on nice. PS2, <laughs> and I have been playing since. Uh, specifically, I I did start in 2004, but I didn't start till December of 2004. So I'm not like day one ground floor, but I was in I was in year one at yeah. least. Uh, and Chauncey, you started pretty much soon after that. You got your own copy, I think, like a month later. Uh, so January, I believe. We really didn't have two copies of the game. We just had two memory cards after a certain uh, right. Where you kind of you know your save was tied to your memory card, so you ended up restarting and I didn't. I think is what happened for us to actually be able to have separate things. Cause we played together like twice total. 
but we had a nice yeah, group I of think like three or four other people to play with. Right. Yeah, and the crazy thing was back in those days, like we played a lot. Uh, me more so than you because we had to share a PlayStation. Um, but uh, I actually, after having moved that save, I put I think it was two thousand five hundred hours total into that game because uh, I also lost a save. A thousand five hundred into it, and oh, then geez. created it. Created a new one. I had a save corruption, oh. so that was when I was a heavy bow gunner. So <laughs> I started. At, I started out as a heavy bow gunner, and then the new save came along, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go great sword. Nice. So I went great sword. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna say great um, sword. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so where did where did you start in monster hunter um well i was a second jenna i started off with okay technically freedom 2 because i played the demo or at least i remember playing something that was free off of the playstation store so i guess it was a demo um mm-hmm. but before that i technically started with oddly enough metal gear solid peace walk <laughs> um oh okay yeah so the 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 extra missions yeah with, uh, snake battling the rathalos the tigrex and yeah. i never played those so that's uh, interesting well as someone who started with heavy bogan i feel like you would enjoy it because it, honestly when i started playing monsters i did dabble with light and heavy bogan because it was the closest thing to uh, peace walker because i'm like yeah i sure. enjoyed fighting them in that game so why not um but yeah i wanted to see what this whole because when i played Oh, MGS. I was like, this is really fun. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is a whole series. Like, there's a whole game full of stuff Mm -hmm. like this. And I'm like, I want to play this. So instantly went Mm -hmm. to the PlayStation Store. um, And yeah, I remember playing a demo. I can't remember if it was a demo for Freedom 2 or Freedom Unite, but whichever one was out at the time. Um, And then Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is actually a funny story. Um, The same time that I went to go buy Peace Walker, it was right next to Monster Hunter. And I was about to buy Monster Hunter. Sure. But my dad, who was a massive Metal Gear fan, he was the one that introduced me to the series. He was like, I was like trying to figure out which one should I get. And he's like, obviously Metal Gear. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll buy it. And then the sure. year after, I, would, I went back to the exact same game. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get Monster Hunter now. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I nothing against Metal Gear, but uh, I like I like Monster Hunter more. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, back then my experience with both series was very, very, very small. Like I think I remember just watching Dad mm-hmm. play Metal Gear. Uh, I think it was one or two, and you know because mm-hmm. of that he's like, you know, this one is uh, rated T. He's ten years old. Fine. Yeah, he could get he could get into this series. <laughs> um, yeah. And then well, yeah, it was well. I ended up buying Metal Gear on my birthday uh, in 2010, and then 2011 was when I went again for my birthday. Mom and Dad would always get me one one game every birthday. Um, so the one yes. game the following year was Monster Hunter, and since then, like Monster Hunter and Peace Walker were like my two games that I would play religiously, like over and over sure. <laughs> for like years. Um, but yeah, I started okay. off with Freedom Unites. Uh, still to this to this day, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, not just because of nostalgia. Okay. I I think you guys could probably relate to this, but classic Monster Hunter is just such a different feeling to modern Monster Hunter. It's just it, it's so unique. It is. It it is a different feel. Um, I would say, uh, in a lot of ways, that the monster roster was more varied in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, now we have more types of monsters uh, yeah. these days. Um, but getting stuff like Hypnocatrice in Freedom Night was a real oh, treat. Because yeah. um, we haven't seen him since. We haven't seen True. that monster since in a- any sense. Um, I will say, however, the exactly one monster I do not enjoy is also in Freedom, Freedom Night. <laughs> and uh, it, which is King Shakalaka. Oh. And I think you just go go fucking die in a hole. <laughs> like, I was so mad when the one thing they did on the Witcher quest that was a callback to a oh, Monster Hunter yeah. monster was the King Shakalaka <laughs> in the freaking tree. And I was like, you brought him back? <laughs> of all things you had to do? You could have brought back West Point Queen, but no. No. We had to yeah. be yeah. <laughs> We had that. to go with... That implies oh, yeah. that, that, that Cam likes Best Boy Queen more than King Chocolaka. <laughs> yes, I do. 100%. Because when Best Boy Queen hits you, you fall down. When Chocolaka hits you, you don't fall down. You just lose health. <laughs> There's I, no knockback. Honestly, I, I get where you're coming from. Because, yeah, same as a like, 12-year-old kid fighting King Chocolaka. I'm like, eh, he's just a tiny little dude. I'll, I'll kill him. Uh, took me like what 15 15 tries somewhere on there yeah i didn't yeah, like him either. i can see that <laughs> i can i you know it's not even it's it's funny that he does the dance and does the barbecue thing and the fire flies <laughs> out and knocks you away like that's fine it was the it was the charge that would hit you and you see your health just go yes oh, <laughs> and you're like so... what it was oh, yeah, it, it was, was so supposed rough. to be a joke monster but nope Mm-mm. Ain't nothing funny about King Shark. <laughs> Tell that to my floppy dead body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so okay. So you start. So a lot of people really like Freedom Night. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree on that. So have you played uh, everything at least that uh, came outside of Japan since? Yeah. Um. But or... okay. Well, my story okay. with the games that followed is kind of weird. So. Um, well, I mentioned I asked for Freedom Unite for my birthday in 2010. Um, but mm-hmm. I just couldn't get enough of Monster Hunter. And I think uh, Portable 3rd was about to come out. And I can't remember if it was Christmas of 2010 or if it was Christmas of the following year, whenever it was that um, Portable 3rd was coming out. I didn't know that it, was, that it was supposed to be a Japanese exclusive. So I was like, I begged my parents, I was like, I need to get this game because this series is so cool. And mom was like, all right, well, we can't, yeah. we can't find it anywhere here. So she ordered it off Amazon. So she was like, she didn't know much about games. So she was like, all right, cool. I'll order this game for this kid. Um, and it came in uh, on Christmas and I, you know, shoved it in PSP. And I was like, yeah, so excited. And I couldn't read any of it. So, mm. <laughs> and I was so, I was so, like, I was upset, but I was still excited because it's months that you don't really need to understand a lot of japanese to play it like it uses symbols for everything so but i was like almost yeah. like oh, i don't want to feel i don't want my mom to feel bad so i just i toughed it through and i played portable third in japanese uh all the way, i think i did beat all the way up to Genmaran in the village actually um in japanese yeah so you know um so i was aware of it being a Japanese and I imported the PlayStation three version because the PlayStation three version was not region locked. Ah. Um, Wait, so I am region locked either because I was able to play it. Right. Yeah. 
No, you're you're right. Um, but I knew that the PlayStation Three version wasn't, and I and uh. I was at that time, I was very much. I prefer Monster Hunter as a console game because I started at PS2, yeah. right? And then I had to move the PSP, and I was like, no, I just want to play it on my TV. And then I heard about Portable Third getting a PS3 release, and I was like, cool, I'm, I'm going to do that. So I played it in Japanese as well, but I played it on a TV. Ah, um, it's funny you said like you prefer it as a console game because I, I realize that's a trend with Monster Hunter fans. It's like whichever, whichever one you started on. You prefer it as that because for me, I prefer it on a mm-hmm. portable device. Like when I first played Double Cross, well, not Double Cross, Generations Ultimate on Switch, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm back home. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I get that. Um, yeah, I, I just I've always felt uh, I've I've always I prefer console games in general or or, mm. or PC. Like I prefer to be on a TV. Uh, I've always yeah, hated the port- portable. Uh, I could go either way for some of it. Like, you know, I definitely started on, you know, the PS2 with the original game, but some of the most fun I've had with Rise is being able to couch co-op. You know, he can take the TV, and I I like to have played handheld. I almost only have played it handheld. I've done very little on the TV. Uh, No, I have a setup for it. But... You know, I, I could take it or leave it either way, but for me at this point, with the Switch specifically, I'm just way more comfortable holding it. Mm-hmm. Same here. Because like, I don't know if it's, like, the graphic quality or whatever it is, or maybe our curmudgeon. I played a little in handheld, so I don't want to do it on the TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. That's actually one of the reasons why I love the Switch so much, despite it being uh, the most expensive headache I've ever bought. But, um, uh, yeah, the options to play... Because, yeah, I... For Monster Hunter in particular, I do prefer having it on a portable system because I, again, probably just me being when I was younger, I just like would love to just take it all at random points. Like I would go running errands with mom and dad and I'd just be like, cool, let me go hunt a, a Kezu real quick. Um, but yeah. games yeah. in general, I feel like I do gravitate towards consoles a lot more because to me, it's just something so relaxing about just plopping down, holding a controller and just relaxing and, you know, just forgetting about oh, the yeah. day while you play some games. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, so you, so you've played. Uh, so it sounds like you played everything. What would you yeah. say? So you said Freedom Night is still your favorite. Yeah. Well, um, tied with Fall Ultimate, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, well, okay. So oh, the rest of games. Fall Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rest of the games not really that much of a complicated story. Um. I didn't have a 3DS for the longest while. I ended up getting the what I like to call the cheese wedge 3D, uh, 2DS, <laughs> the like you know. The, oh sure, yeah. The brick, yeah, uh, just so that I could play. Um, gener- this was at the time when Generations was out. Um, Generations, three Ultimate, and Four Ultimate. So I bought all three of them at the same time. Um, I played a little bit of each each one. I when I first played Three Ultimate, I was like, you know, I feel like I prefer Portable Dude to this one for third gen. <laughs> so, yeah yeah because i mean underwater and then uh, no yeah yeah not a lot of people like that, that yeah picture. but um, i mean my whole story with three ultimate is uh but i have a I have a love-hate relationship with three ultimate but that's a story for another time um and i think i played i actually played generations before for ultimate technically um because i was too excited to play mm-hmm. the new one and i saw mizutsune in one of the trailers and i'm like i need to fight this thing it looks so cool mm. So, and to, still to this yeah. day, Mizutsune is one of my favorite monsters. But 
right after I finished, I, I didn't even finish Generations. I think I got through the Fated 4, at least in the village. And I yeah. was like, all right, let me play for Ultimate. And from then on, I was in love. Like, just, uh, I, I don't want to gush too much about for Ultimate because uh, if I did, we'd be here for several hours. But sure. it, it was, it, to me, it was like playing Freedom Unite all over again. Like, everything I loved about classic Monster Hunter summed up in this one okay. entry. So I mean, it was the one that brought back the most classic monsters, yeah. I would say, outside of maybe Generations. Generations yeah. may be tied for the most classic monsters of coming back. Um, so I will say, and, and don't get me wrong, I love 4 Ultimate. However, of the what I would consider the modern Monster Hunter titles, which I would call probably third generation above is modern Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. is kind of the way I think of it. Um you go, well, maybe, I don't know, Modern Monster Hunter might just be 5th gen. But, you know, like, I, I, I've i I've been around Monster Hunter the whole time. Yeah. You've been through it most of the time. You know, you the generation changes matter. Uh, they always do. Because mm-hmm. uh, they change things wildly. And I would say 3rd to 4th gen was this, probably the smallest change uh, that we had. Yeah, um, I disagree. Well, you <laughs> love mounting. We Just know We mounting. know that. The thing I love yeah. the most. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but I will say that for Ultimate, even though I love a lot of the monsters in that game, and I love the addition of the Charge Blade and the Insect Glaive, um, for Ultimate was the first time I started getting unhappy with certain mechanics in the mm. game. Um, and I would say it was Frenzy and Apex monsters. Uh... Apex specifically. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't blame you there, because... Alright, so, Fall Ultimate kind of started the trend of, we need to have an endgame. Um, which, yes. honestly, Monster Hunter, and this is a controversial take. I Honestly, people who know me know I spelled controversial Monster Hunter take like it's nothing. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> like so, water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just not uh, too long ago, I was like, oh, I miss the simplicity of uh, modern Monster Hunter. People thought I was deliberately trying to start shit. No, I wasn't. But that's just how often I do it. Right. But yeah, um, Monster Hunter, in my opinion, was at its most fun in terms of an end game, in quotes. Uh, like, it's it was at its most fun during Freedom Unite. When you would beat the game, you would craft your Jiran Kama set, because yeah, that's the furthest it would go. And then you would just mm-hmm. hunt monsters for the fun of it. Not because you needed to grind levels for apexes mm-hmm. or anomalies or whatever, it's, whatever else they call it. Like... Yes. You didn't need to grind for charms, didn't need to grind for anything. You just played the game because it was fun. And I think that's something yeah. that modern Monster Hunter kind of suffers from it with these endgame stuff. So like like you said, it started with Frenzy and Apex, mm-hmm. which in my opinion as well, it was the it's it it's the best, again in quotes, of all of the endgames, in my opinion, because it was they kinda had it right the first time and right again in quotes because it wasn't necessary. Um, but then it mm-hmm. kind of just went downhill from there, like, world with, like, Tempered and Octempered, and then, um, Generations, I think. Well, yeah, Generations had Hypers before that, and Hypers, oh. Yes. God, Hypers. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I do not like Hypers. I will say, though, Apex is my least favorite mechanic of all of them. What, Apex and um, 4 Ultimate, or it Right. Apex and four ultimate. Oh. Uh, because, because of Y-Stones. Oh, right. Like, yeah. having a specific... Whetstone 
that <laughs> runs out of timing. So you yeah. had downtime. You had so much downtime between. So like I remember fighting an Apex Regios, like the I think the oh, tutorial yeah. one actually. And it's like, yeah, okay, so you got to use the Y stone. And I'm like, cool. I used the Y stone. It didn't knock it out of Apex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Now, I will say this. I am not a God tier player. Like, I am not I am not someone who is going to be time attacking. Yeah, me neither. I am uh, in, the, in the category of good, but defensive. <laughs> I am a defensive player. Yeah. And... Chauncey's the same way. He plays defensive. Chauncey dies probably the least amount of any hunter I have ever seen. <laughs> um, except for in a little bit of end of Rise Sunbreak. He started dying a little more. But... <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, everybody started dying at the end of Sunbreak. <laughs> because, jeez. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other issue. But yeah, no, I, I yeah. honestly, I agree with you there because I don't like the Y-Stone system either. Um, I'll still take it any day over the Clutch Call, but uh, that's a whole other issue. Yes, yeah, so. oh no. I think Clutch Call is the worst thing to happen to Monster. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I mean, it is also mounting, so... Yeah, <laughs> well, I can see why people like it, but... Okay, so my issue... Well, okay, let's tackle one by one. So, why stones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why stones, I think, are like... They can't. They contribute the same issue, I think, that modern Monster, Monster Hunter has, where it's just trying to rush everything. And to me... Mm -hmm. Monster Hunter, at least this could just be because I was, you know, born in second gen, but uh, to me has always been about this kind of meditative stage of, like, getting into a rhythm of the monster, not just, like, trying to rush in and fight and, you know, speed run mm -hmm. the fight. Like, it was just right. meditative. It was, it was more about strategy than reaction to, like, uh, monsters' attacks and stuff. So when you introduce something like the Y-Stone, suddenly the tempo changes. It's like, you need to rush to get as much damage in to make sure you knock it out of um, the Apex state. And it's like, why? Like they, mm -hmm. I mean, frenzied monsters were fine. Like Y stones didn't do anything to them, and they were just like, in my opinion, just different right. versions of regular monsters. So it was fine. You could still fight them like regular monsters, but they felt a little bit different. They were inoffensive. Right. But apexes, yeah, hell no. Like, <laughs> God, like mm -hmm. oh, apex Rajan. Oh God, flashbacks. No. Ape Apex Rajan, please no. Stop. Yeah, no, like, no. Like, uh, <laughs> like when they when they first yeah. introduced the the apexes in the trailer for Rise, I just went, oh no, because I thought it was gonna be the exact same thing as Fall yes, Ultimate. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was very concerned, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, they're just downplayed deviants, and I was like, <laughs> basically, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, okay, cool. I actually like the Deviant system. I think the Deviant oh, yeah. system, as far as Endgame goes, is my favorite. Yeah, I was um, surprised they didn't bring it back for Rise and Sunbreak. Instead, we get Deviants, but not really. <laughs> so, yeah, we get we get half Deviants. Yeah, like they're just yeah they survived a hunt, but they didn't really learn from it. They just yeah. got black and emotional, <laughs> like <laughs> abused. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my Black friends guy, was like, "Come back and forth, vengeance." Yes, yeah. one of my friends saw me fight a, a, I think it was an Apex Diablos, and he's like, "So it's just just a really bruised Diablos," and I'm like, "Basically, yeah, because it's Diablos, but he's he, he's just dark all the way. He's covered in bruises." I'm like, "Yeah, basically." Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I now I will say this, and I don't think I've said this on the show yet, but. 
I was really against afflicted monsters oh, for same. a long time. Yeah, no, I... Mm-mm. Gross. In this last time, like when they updated... The, the last title update they did, they did, title update 4, uh, I kind of came around on the, the afflicted stuff. Not necessarily... Like, I still would rather us not have afflicted monsters, but getting the coins, like fixing the coin system so that you, like... You got a coin as long as it was a high enough level, and then you got a bonus coin if it was the right monster. Mm. That helped a lot. Like, it really did. Um, then otherwise, they're the same fight. You just got to hit different parts. And for yeah. me, someone who hunts, who is a defensive hunter, and also my main focus is breaking parts, period. Mm. I don't care if I'm hitting on the best hit zones. <laughs> I, and it, I know that frustrates a lot of people when I play because they're like, why are you hit, Why are you on greatsword and hitting the, the, the lake? Like, what are you <sighs> doing? I hate, and I'm like, I hate players but, like that way. It's just like, you need to be optimal. It's like, no, just have fun. <laughs> like, just let people right. have fun. So I, but the leg needs bro. It needs a. I, I haven't broken all the parts. Like I need Mitsune's claws, so I'm gonna break the claws. Like, yeah. I, what what do you want me to do? So, you know, Mitsune, the t- the priority is tail, then head, then back, then I do the claws. Do I always break the claws? No, but I will try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say part breaker is literally my favorite skill. <laughs> oh, Period. Nice. It, yeah, this... it it has been my favorite skill since. Like, freedom unite. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I can see why there's like a certain satisfaction to like breaking a part, especially if it's like a part that's integral mm. to like. Okay, so like Rathalos, for example, um, mm. not Rathalos, Rathian, uh, or it's like yeah, yeah. You, enough tail whips, just off with the tail, <laughs> like stop. Off with her tail. Yeah. We're done with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm but, slapped yeah. and poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was much worse in the older games because then the hitbox would still persist, and it's like, ah, yes, I love being hit with mm. dense air. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We call we call it stub slapped. Yeah, you got you just got stub slapped. Stub slapped. Uh, he's had a better time than me. Like my two favorite skills in the older games was always having the the tech and up to psychic vision, uh-huh. and then the using health boost because you know we played defensive so. I've gone through in the last couple games of all the skills I ever prioritized being just mechanics that they give you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same way. My favorite skill is Evade Window. <laughs> so, like, I just... It might just be the From Soft player in me, but I just love iframe and stuff. But the regular iframes mm-hmm. your, your character comes with, just do not cut it. I have tried and failed <laughs> several times. <laughs> it doesn't cut it. So... Yeah. So... So does that mean that your hunting style in Generations was adept? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Adept, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so was mine. Would you play with adept, or did you play a bunch of weapons? Um, I played a bunch of weapons. I, I remember starting off with adept longsword because that was one of my favorite weapons from Freedom Unite. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I love the flow of this weapon now, where it's like you dodge and then you could do the spirit combo, and it's like, oh, that's so cool, and level up. Um, but I was really hooked on to Adept Dual Blades, because they were just really satisfying, too. Like, you would dodge through the attack, and then do an attack during that. It's like, ah, oh. like, one of the most satisfying things, I remember, I think it was Hellblade Glavinus. Um, if you mm. Adept dodge through his double tail, sw- uh, tail swipe, 
and you like did enough damage on the last one, it would actually like knock him out of the the tail swipe, and he'd like do like the whole um like yeah face blowing up thing and yeah. and then follow yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like I can't express in words how satisfying that used to be. So so I have a ton on the old Switch. So I'd had to I'd had to delve through because it would be on what my daughter Emery is using that switch now. Mm. Um, I'd had to delve through it and find them, but I always uploaded them to Twitter, so they're out there. There are a lot of clips of me doing adept greatsword, oh, nice. where I would adept something and in the charge and upswing cut off a tail or oh. knock something out of the sky or something. Like I have. So many clips of Adept being so awesome. Oh, that's um, On the other side of of the discussion, when it came to Hunter Arts and stuff, uh, I played those games, but I never played with Hunter's Arts. Oh. Because those games gave me the option of playing as the cat. Uh. And I only played as the cat. <laughs> nice. Yep. We were talking about that yesterday. Uh, they need to bring... Was it, was it yes, yes? Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, like, some of it was because I could take it with such a grain of salt. Everything, no matter the quest, even the grand old Adel Caw. Like, I'm just kind of screwing around being the cat. Like, I'm going to play my trumpet, make it so I can mount as the cat. Like, ah. Yeah. Throwing bombs and getting the skill where you just throw random stuff out of the ground. Oh, yeah. Chams over here playing a video game, hunting a monster, and I'm just like, hit him with the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I miss Prowler. I didn't play much of it, but the time I did play with it was like, ah, oh, I I love this this system so much. But oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that um those uh, two uh, that I mentioned was mainly just generations. When Generations Ultimate came out, I was strictly um Valor style greatsword and longsword, but mostly Valor greatsword okay. because oh, so satisfying. It's just like doing a, a full strong charge just out of a draw slash it's like this is what is insane <laughs> yeah it yeah it, it i tried it out right but i was like so addicted to that adept dodge i couldn't i couldn't like uh, i was so i was so stuck on the ad- even generations ultimate i still do adept great sword yeah, well, like i just can't if i remember not. correctly i think they buffed adept great sword and generations ultimate i think yeah. in generations you couldn't charge like you know you would drag the, the blade across across the ground after you did the dodge but it wouldn't charge it would just be a regular um upswing right so yeah so generations base generations i didn't play great sword i played charge blade ah. so so base generations i pl- did the perfect blocks a oh, lot of the time nice which would go into a guard point yeah like like the perfect block was essentially a guard point, so like I would do that, and then if you got caught out in axe mode, you did a dodge. Like it was the only, I think the only weapon that had both the perfect block and the perfect dodge. Yeah. So, I yeah, I loved that. Uh, but then Ultimate came out on Switch, and then I played Greatsword. <laughs> yeah. Because I had to start it. I had to start over. So that's what I did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so nowadays, so you've played Rise uh, mm-hmm. uh, in Sunbreak. Um, so nowadays, what what kind of weapons do you gravitate towards? 
Um, well, in Rise, again, well, my favorite weapon in general is Greatsword. Um, so in Rise, I stuck with mm -hmm. that. And again, same thing with Longsword. So usually my tier of weapons would be Greatsword first, then Longsword, and then uh, Dual Blades. But for, for Rise, mm -hmm. it was mostly strictly um, Greatsword and, long, and Longsword, but more so the Greatsword because of Rage Slash. Like, when I saw they brought oh. Rage Slash into, like, a... Well, as a switch skill, basically, so I didn't need to, like, waste um, gauge for it like I did in Generations. It's like, oh, hmm, <laughs> Let, let's see what this is about. I was, like, completely addicted to it. Um, and I, okay. I did dabble in some Sword and Shield in base rise because, uh, I don't know, it's just mm -hmm. the the counter move it has. I, forget, I keep forgetting the name of it, but the one where you would, like, block. Yeah. And then, uh, the, ah, uh, sure you geki. That's, yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah, the 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 Shoryuken yeah. where you up with the shield and down and do yeah. a bunch of KO damage. Like that was yeah too satisfying. But um, in Sunbreak, oddly enough, I don't know if it, maybe I just had the wrong setup for it. But I tried to continue with um, Greatsword as I knew it. I love it in Rise, but for some reason, even while you were in Ridge Slash, I would get cutted mm -hmm. so often. Like just trying to like tank through mm. the damage as you as you need to with. Uh, rage slash because you need to get hit in order to do maximum damage and i would just get caught yes. in, like just straight up while charging my slash and it's like what Th this would never happen in base rise what why and then mm. sadly when i discovered um surge slash great sword i fell in love with it but then i realized it does no damage <laughs> like mm. surge slash is so fun because it, it takes me back to like classic monster Hunter. you know it's just like using yeah it was just it's a bunch of combos. It's a bunch of no charge combos. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. but it does no damage. And I discovered why. It's because strong arm stance, the counter move that they give a great sword, is like the new meta. And I'm like, oh mm -hmm. no, they just had to make great sword a counter weapon. Like, just why? <laughs> so, so I play great sword in uh, both Rise and Sunbreak. Mm -hmm. Sunbreak came out. I did not change anything I did in Greatsword because what I use is uh, I do not use Rage Slash. I use True Charge. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I just do the normal combos. But my thing is I always, even when it was bad and it used two wire bugs, did the sort of aerial style one where you jump off of them oh. and charge up in the air. I always did that. And then I use the, I literally, it's the default two that I use <laughs> the jump up and slash and the uh, slide and sheath. Yeah. Like I got so used to playing that way. I can't play another way in <laughs> Sunbreak. So, um, I did those, but my, my thing that I fell in love with on Greatsword is replacing the shoulder check with the push block. Oh. So I then went hard into it and started using offensive guard and guard up and stuff. Huh. So it's like having the rage slash, except I don't take damage. Huh. So I kind of, I don't use it as a counter either. Like I'll use it as like, uh, like I'll, you'll see me like Rajong, like Rajong's mm. beam because I have guard up. I will charge up and he's like, he's oh, like yeah. going to beam me and I'll cancel onto the push block, which gives me a boost. And then I have a full true charge ready for when he's done beaming 
and I'll hit him in the face. See, like this is why I love. Uh, despite me like having my qualms about modern monsters, this is why I love the switch the yeah, switch skill system in Rise because yes. it's like so many. Like this is the first time I heard somebody. Uh, say they they had a great sword playstyle like that. It's like what? It's like every time I hear somebody talk about their favorite way to play one of their favorite weapons, it's like yeah. almost completely different. It's like what? This it, it yeah, honestly yeah. a and, system I hope they I, keep. You know, but not that's that is the one system I see them keeping from Rise is yeah. the switch skills. Uh, the wire bugs. I hope they keep. I know a lot of people hate wire bugs. I'm sorry. I love them. They're fine. I think yeah. they're a good way to add in hunter arts with a cooldown. Um, that's just my opinion. But like, I, I, the one thing that I would be very sad if they got rid of the switch skills because mm-hmm. being able to customize your move sets has made a variety in Monster Hunter that's unheard of. Yeah. And um, unfortunate for a lot of people that 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 like to play Monster Hunter with me because we have a lot of people who are very meta focused. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I am not meta focused. I never have been and never will be. Uh because, you know, back in our original days the meta was one great sword, two lances, and a sword <laughs> and a shield because we needed the headlock, right? Yep. You remember those days? <laughs> so uh yeah, I didn't like that meta, so we had me on great sword. Chance was on Lance in those days, but we didn't headlock, so mm. But we didn't play together as often either. Like I, I went on a couple plate runs, but you know, no, nothing ever. You yeah, know, I did a lot that, of that. Not that really level much of out of in the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I, I've always been a proponent of doing your own thing. Um, so we we had Shepard on one one day. Uh, Shepard being from. Uh, he he used to be the first Monster Hunter podcast, but he stopped doing. He's more of a streamer now. Um, yeah, I only know Miss Shepherd. Mm. I, I can't remember his the team teamwork podcast is what they used to be. Um, back in third gen, and uh, he was t- we were talking about Rise, and he was like, "Seriously, use the push block? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I do." And I love it. It's the best thing ever. And he was like, that's insane. Because he's very much a meta player. And, and, and he was just like, I don't understand you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's this really dirty thing in a game with numbers called having fun. <laughs> right? I know. And yeah. that's, right? you know, I experienced, I usually played Insect Glaive once it came out because lo and behold, it helped you mount the monster. But in Rise, and through Sunbreak, I because of the demo played light bowgun because getting now we have this shot on the move mm. quality that can be attached i was like ah i can actually feel like oh what is it an a12 there's some carrier plane that circles around something and has guns that shoot it. it's like i can be on the move shooting the whole time reloading while i'm moving mm-hmm. and really the only thing that changed for me between base game to sunbreak is there's a switch skill I kept for a long time that you do like a front flip. And with the light bow gun, you can actually lay your landmines on something. Oh. And they do yeah, mounting okay. damage for whoever hits them. Mm-hmm. But I that became the Gatling gun because it let you focus break parts easier. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we're all about breaking parts. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. All but, basically. I mean, like, a hunt for he, Cham and I, depending who else would be there, you know, I would love to have stuff with status. Like, in the in the end of this game, I ended up always having, there's, like, a guild gun or something. Basically, it's it's the NPC Luchika, her gun. Ah, uh, yeah. It has, yeah. Like, like, paralysis, paralysis plus, plus every plus other non-status gun, gun ammo in existence. Hmm. That's insanely mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I mean, this is why I, I love Monsanto, just because it's such, it's so weird when I hear people, like, talk these days. And uh, this is not me trying to bash new Monsanto players at all, but I feel like this whole right. talk of, like, oh, you need to play in the meta, like, you need to be doing optimal damage, that kind of, that kind of talk only ever really showed up um, around world. And I, I didn't like it, like, because to me, Monster Hunter was always just about having fun. The variety, the player variety was there so that people could have fun regardless of how they enjoy games. Like, again, first mm-hmm. mon- the very first Monster Hunter had melee, they had melee classes, but if you wanted to play something closer to a third-person shooter, here you go, we have light and heavy bow gun. You know, so it's like, mm-hmm. since the inception of the series, that's what it's always been about. It's just, you enjoy playing the game this way? Fine have fun kiddo mm-hmm. so right know. and and since the inception people have been trying to ruin someone's fun by enforcing it <laughs> and yeah if if you remember back in the day fatalis people wanted oh. you to gun against him yeah every time and you're like we we broke that habit with people we're like no we are i'm going in with a great sword and i can survive i will show you here you go <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I got sneers because injector cannon used to be the, the heavy bow gun that was made from all the insect parts. People are like, oh, I don't I don't want you fighting one of my Fatalis runs with an injector cannon. I'm like, it'd be fine. It has enough damage. I would yeah, say I mean, the people in general didn't know that Fatalis could be poisoned or paralyzed. Uh, and I did that. Yeah. Uh, on the first game. They're like, I didn't know he could take status. It's like, yeah, because no one's using a gun that has enough <laughs> shots to do it yeah because you guys right. don't let anybody use status weapons jeez mm-hmm. like, let right fuck. you never you never you never learn because you never do anything different right yeah. like yeah uh, but i mean it's uh, in my experience i haven't met many players who are like that like i i had one group because okay so um i'm from trinidad so my access mm-hmm. to fellow monster hunter players have only ever been from online like uh, i'm convinced i'm one of the 10 sure. people in this entire tiny country that knows what monster hunter <laughs> is um but sure. <laughs> i did meet a few of those 10 people um and sadly they were all meta players like i think it was the end of iceborne sure. and this was mm-hmm. right before alatron came out and my mm. entire build was just made for me to be comfortable on a hunt so i had stuff like evade window i had stuff like health boost um I can't remember sure. the rest of the skills, but it's just, it just things that I enjoy using, right? And I remember they mm-hmm. talked my ear off for like 40 minutes about how everything about my set was wrong. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I just, you know what? Let me go back to fighting with randoms. Like, this, uh-uh. This sucks. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't need to hear yeah. all this. Like, if, I, if somebody kicked me out of their room, it's like, fine. I don't need to hear them ramble on for 40 minutes about why I'm wrong. They just would kick me right. because of my set. Fine. I'll just find a group that would just let me hunt. Well, I just hunt solo, but yeah, that yeah, it, it sucks that those people exist. But I'm glad that 
like we still have more people in the community who just let people have fun like that's that's what i love about the monster mm-hmm. the community is that we just we're all just here to hunt monsters and have fun i mean we do have a lot of discourse like believe me sure. a lot <laughs> of discourse uh but wyvarian feet eggs yeah all, all that stuff yeah i mean <clears throat> they it's still good discourse. Like it's not hostile <laughs> discourse. It's definitely weird. Yeah. But you know what? Anyway, I can't say yeah. it's, I can't say it's weird because one of the people involved in that is a good friend of mine. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> I am so sorry, Vile. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Vile being in on that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time my yeah. friends come up, it's like everybody points fingers at him. I feel bad for him. yeah it's okay we'll be fine i never thought about those things personally i'm just like i don't care yeah do what you want you can you can uh you can be in love with the uh the weird white-haired wivarian girl in in stories too or or she's not weird she's cool i like anna she's cool i do too but i was just saying but not in that not in that way yeah yeah (laughs) Um, I, 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 I have a love hate relationship with stories too. I will say that. Um, but that's because I hate the protagonist in stories too. Uh. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I hate, I hate, uh, an unnecessary silent protagonist to the point where the silent protagonist was just a straight up jerk in <laughs> stories too. It's like, there's even a line where, um, the cat, which I don't remember his name. Um, Never. Nabaru, yeah. He's like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, he literally walking away without saying a word. So I, I just, you know, I just went full ham. I gave myself a full helmet and said, oh, we show helmets. They couldn't even see my face. So I just looked like I was ignoring everyone and not responding to what they're saying. And then just walk away in mid-conversation with people like some kind of jerk. Because... <laughs> I was like, I can't handle this game. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle this dialogue. Yeah. Oh, I get man. what you mean, though, because uh, you played Stories 1? Or... Uh, yeah, I played both. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, Stories 1, I think, nailed the protagonist. Like, they they felt like a mo- regular monster hunter protagonist. And Stories 2, for some reason, just decided to not do what they already learned how to do and made the protagonist right? kind of weird. I think it was because they were trying to be, like, more, you know action heavy with the cutscenes and try to like include some more drama but it's like it's it's monster onto stories we don't need we don't need that stuff right but you know we I have still... the action and drama in the main series we could just make this about like a personal story yeah like which have. is why i and this is controversial but i don't care um i prefer the story of stories one but i prefer the gameplay of stories too like the gameplay and the world and the sure. exploration of stories too so yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I'm going to be very mad if we get a Stories 3 announcement instead of the next Monster Hunter soon. Be very mad. <laughs> Honestly, no, I would kind of be... Actually, how would I feel about Stories 3? Actually, well, I did like, like I said, I like Stories 2, not for the story, because, oh. I mean, it feels <laughs> it feels weird to say They're that. They're not like... bad, but I want a main <laughs> series game before I want other stories, is, is yeah. my point. I'm, well, I feel the next... Well, okay, so this is just my speculation. I have no idea if this is going to be the case, but I would... I would very much love it to be the case. I feel like before we get an announcement for Monster Hunter 6, we may get an announcement for a legacy collection of like the older games. Like maybe sure. Freddy I could, Night Trio I could handle that. Yeah. On Switch. But because okay, so 
<clears throat> I need to vent for a bit because <laughs> that last Nintendo Direct, oh my god! <laughs> like every, yeah. it felt like every single series that people that had fans were like clamoring for remasters and ports were getting exactly what they wanted. And then I was like, down to like the very last few minutes, I'm like, yep, it's gonna be Monster Hunter. Just you wait, just you're gonna. And then mm-hmm. the show closed, and I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks, Capcom. That's that great. <laughs> I did vent on Capcom Twitter as well. Showed... I was like, you know, it must be nice to be such a, a big fan of these classic games and get ports. You know, it must be nice to be a Metroid Prime fan. But you I know, mean, as a Metroid Prime fan, I'm just happy about <laughs> that. Like, I like I was happy about a lot of things in that direct. But yeah, I didn't I didn't expect anything from Monster Hunter though. The, the, that's the that's the problem is like. I was hoping for something from Monster Hunter, right? But we're not done with with Sunbreak, technically. Oh yeah. Like I, I don't think we're gonna see anything about the next Monster Hunter until after we finish, until after title update uh, five comes Actually, out. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, because that's exactly what they did with World, right? Well, Ice One, technically, because we yeah. didn't see anything about yeah, Rise until well after the uh, last title update, uh, well after Fatality. So. Right, so oh. I think that's where we're going to see the next thing is, is uh, probably a month after we get that last update. Yeah. Um, in April. Yeah, that feels because right. we know it's in April. Um, which will line up right for Summer Games Fest kind of timeline. Oh yeah. Um, huh. Oh yeah, that does make a lot of sense now that you put it in the context. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just my thoughts. I could be wrong. They could but, not I say mean, anything this year. The stars year. align like, a little too good. <laughs> like, just, they all align right? just Suspicious. too well. Yeah. Um. So, so before I forget, um, I do want to talk about Wild Hearts. And you said oh, you were yeah. possibly interested in the game. Yeah, because um, I, I, I've seen a lot of gameplay. Like, I've pe- seen people stream it and stuff, but I'm still on the fence. So, like, because you, you guys have played it and you have first-hand experience... Um, I'm very much intrigued to hear what you guys have to say because I so, want to enjoy it. I want to try to get into it, but to me, from what I've seen so far, it's like, eh, eh. Okay. Do I drop sixty dollars on this? Eh. <laughs> so, well, seven. Yeah. 70, Wait, yeah. it doesn't have a PS4 yeah. version. Uh, no, no, it's next gen only. Oh my! I can't even play it then because I don't have a PS5. Oh, that oh, well, sucks. Yeah. So oh. maybe maybe it's uh, get it when you have a PS5 kind of deal. Yeah, but I mean, what if you guys talk about it now and I really want to play it? <laughs> it's going to suck. <laughs> well, do you like drugs? Good luck. Because I have like a two-minute elevator pitch for what I had for it. And I think it's oh, hilarious because I thought about it. So, sure. I have made some bad choices. And oh, thought no. it would be fun to play something called The Umbrella. Not realizing. Mm-hmm. I picked a skill intensive option. For the filthy casual I am in my soul. And I was like, you know what? I know what exactly this is. This is a trial run of being a crack addict. Because you do no damage. The fight is horrible. And then you counter an attack. And your damage gets doubled. And you counter a second attack in three seconds. And your damage gets doubled again. And all of a sudden, instead of doing one and two damage, you're doing 40 damage per hit. And the umbrella attacks just as fast as like dual blades and Monster Hunter. Oh, damn. And all of a sudden, the monster explodes, falls over, and dies. So you did maybe 13 seconds of work in the three minutes that you really fought the monster. I'm like, ah, clearly I found my crack. I have my high. 
and then it's just going to be downhill after that, and I'm going to crash. Yeah. And I am not mechanically good enough to be playing a weapon that's like, you need to counter everything. <laughs> and it's not... It's you should. It's not... It helps. It's... It is the absolute backbone of your damage kit. <laughs> to the point of... If you're just not getting focused by the monster, you need to hit the counter button so your attack combos are actually doing damage. Just pointlessly counter the air so you do the right attacks. Yikes. Oh, dumb. And I will say this. I am timing it horribly. <laughs> getting my butt kicked. Going, but I hit the button when the thing was coming and I still did the flopping on the ground and die thing. So I will say, I've enjoyed the game enough, I've enjoyed being bad at it. Sure. Granted, so, I have are, big are chunks of getting to play with weapons? people. No, I'm going to play the Umbrella because it's really fun when it works well. And I said, it, it's, it's like a drug addiction. It's You're <laughs> sad, you're, you're jonesing for a hit, and then you hit a counter, you're like... <laughs> Yeah, this is Jones the right thing. For, this Jones is how it's going. Hit. That is the, that is some double entendre there. <laughs> and then the big monster sways to the side. You're like, I've played in a monster hunter. No, he's going to swing his face at me. Counter, get the second hit, do the actual counter counter attack, or you dive in with the umbrella and swish and swash, and then there's an explode thing, and it goes, ah! Because you actually have, like, monster twitches, and these, like, little, I guess, sores get exposed, like these blue sore spots on them. I don't really know yeah, what you think it's of when you, it's when you knock off pieces of armor, you start to see their exposed like spirit essentially, and it's just such this yo-yo and like up and down of being like a manic depressant of I need to, I need to get that hit and you know, as I'm scratching my arm and looking for that counter hit, like I need my fix, and I mm. I did this this morning. It was like, you know, we played quite a bit with some of my friends last night. I played about an hour yes. before I went and played board games today. And I really conceptualized this to myself because the the basic monster, uh, I can tell you it's called a Rage Delta. It's this mouse that's got this growth stuff on it. It's got like a bulb on the end of its tail. And one of them that I killed, I think 95% of the damage I did to it was in the last 30 seconds of its poor little life. Because I was having trouble. I was having trouble. And then you have a little meter and you can see these two serious checkpoints on the meter for the yeah. umbrella. And you get past this one, then your weapon starts to glow like orange. You get past this one, it's just really this nice little crimson. And like I said, the damage numbers are the euphoria you need to know you're kicking butt and the thing's exploding and it's falling over and it does. And it feels like animal abuse at that point. Mm. And Cham's talking about these numbers like, Oh yeah, I'm doing like hundred or 50 or something like per hit. And I'm like, huh? This does one or two. What? That's before I realized mm -hmm. if I'm not countering things, I might as well be over there playing in the grass. Right. Beyond that, there's this really cool system of like constructing these objects to like interfere with the monster or get your advantageous location, which sounds really awesome. Because like if you put up a bunch of boxes, the monster runs into it, and it's like, ah, I hit it. But I'm playing the weapon that says, don't do that, counter instead. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so I, I will fully admit I doubled down on the option I thought would be silly and it feels skill intensive and awful and counterintuitive to all the things in the game that should be fun but I kind of doubled down on it already and 
Maybe mm. I'll be good enough at it to get to the end. Maybe I'll cry and have to play something else. I don't know yet. <laughs> so, um, so I started playing, and I immediately gravitated towards the Great Sword equivalent. Is it the Nadachi? Nice. Is, is that what it's <laughs> called? Um, it is not a Great Sword. Oh. It is. It is like a Great Sword in some ways. Uh, you don't charge them. Hmm. Uh, there is, there is no, it is like old school Monster Hunter Greatsword. We're talking Gen 1. Oh, I'm sold. Char- charging <laughs> was not a thing. That's all you um, needed to say. Gen 1 Greatsword? Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> so, you end up doing, it ends up being more of a combo piece. Oh. Uh, just so like with a, slow swing. Like a middle ground between Greatsword and Longsword, kind of? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but... There is a mechanic where you do charge up, but is so you're talking about your bar, right, John? So the umbrella. Yeah. You yeah. counter, your bar goes up. My bar is literally, how long are you going to stand there and hold R2? <laughs> and it will go up for you, for you holding R2. You get to the max, you get to whatever level, you do a higher sort of like slash across, and then if you did a full, full, uh, full tilt all the way, it'll do a overhead chop down that does anywhere between uh i've seen from 400 to 800 damage um yeah <laughs> yeah chauncey's face on that one like no <laughs> yeah it's insane amount of damage but it's a lot of setup so what you end up doing is is sort of just standing there waiting instead of attacking to just mm. sort of charge this up and sort of finish it off and um other than that like it feels okay. My biggest complaint right now is being a defensive player is the defensive options for the weapon itself are zero there. None of the weapons can block. None of the weapons give you there's counters. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's no blocking. That's probably a big reason I'm going to stick with the umbrella is I can, I can at least be like, Oh no, I'm going to get hit, hit the counter button. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, all of it's based on dodging. And I, I kind of said this on Twitter a little bit. It's like, it feels like if Monster Hunter was made out of only variations of dual blades and hammers. Like, uh. it's just the greatsword that I'm playing feels more like a hammer. Because you run around charging up the greatsword for a big hit where you have a good opportunity and you follow up uh, mm. with the combos. And... And that's fine. I was a hammer bro for a long time. I played hammer exclusively through second and third gen, nice. uh, except for dabbling in longsword when I wanted to cut tails. Um, but yeah, this game, ah, uh, yeah, I'm not super far. I've only killed the first three monsters. I've killed them all a couple of times. Uh, so I've faced rage tail, which is the rat. Um, I'd never remember the second one's name, but it's some moss cover. I think. Sap sucker, yeah. A moss covered These sap names. spitting. Yeah. Uh and then the third one, which is the Rage Tusk. Bo- Rage which, Tusk the Boar. I don't know if you watch anime or anything like that, but there's an anime movie that's kind of a classic called Princess Mononoke. Oh one of the greatest films ever made, yeah. So the Boar God. When he's like corrupted. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Ninety nine percent the look of that boar. 
He's even got three mm. eyes on each side. Yeah, whoa, wait, hold on. Because, yeah, because I did see somebody pre-release stuff for Wild House, and I was like, he reminds me of something, but I can't place it. That's exactly what it is. Oh, <laughs> it it feels like copyright infringement. <laughs> like it <doesn't... laughs> yeah, this is borderline copyright yeah. infringement, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, so far, the fights have been decent, but, like, without the defensive options... A weapon would normally that's one of my biggest things about greatsword is that there's always an option to block with the greatsword yeah people don't want you to do it but there is it's that option there, yeah. like i and and um i mean in some ways they kind of take that from you by giving you this weird like building system like a little bit of like channels are likened it to fortnite but the basic thing that you can do is build a box well, the box does stop a monster's attack, but you're also asking yourself, do I have the resource? Am I willing to spend the resource? And it's not like it's super limited. Like, a box costs one resource. You start with 10. At this point, I've gotten my cap to 16. So it's not like it's crazy to throw two boxes down so the monster walking at you slaps the box and gets goes, ah, instead of hitting you. But it doesn't feel like... making defensive choices it feels like playing a strategy game in that way yes yeah you're you're basically setting up a defense and standing behind it instead of actively doing something about it you, you know what i mean mm. like you're you're planning ahead with a trap <laughs> in a way yeah instead of instead of just like blocking or part of the combat there's it doesn't feel fluid it's a total different input. It's a total different external mechanic. And there's other and, little... Yeah, you couldn't be used defensively. Yes, it's not like there aren't defensive options. It just feels like the weapons don't have defensive options. I think it's really like bound to those... Because there's a lot of stuff you can build. So at this point, you also... I think Cham has this too. You have a little springboard that you can put down. And it's like yes. it does a forced side dash if you walk over it. So, okay, you can put this down, and you can think about where do I need this in a fight. But again, this feels like a trap with bait and a barrel bomb instead of in the fight mechanics. Ah. Yes. And also, at this point, I have access to a glider. You jump up, and you have a little glider, and you fly around. And honestly, oh, traversal-wise, yeah. really fun. Yeah, I don't a lot of see myself really ever risking it in fighting, though. <laughs> Yeah, I heard a lot of people really like the glider in this game. Like, some people really want it in uh, the next Monster Hunter, actually. Because they're like, yeah, if we're <laughs> going to bring back something from this game, let's, let's bring this, not the wire bug. <laughs> so, I, I, um, at least I can say I know that's fine. Yeah, and, and the, the world looks great. It's kind of neat that you have this a little bit of agency over, hey, where do you want spawn points to be on ah, your own yes. map? You have some agency, like when you have these little pits that you awaken using resources that are specific to that map for the most part and mm -hmm. it's cool because i want that's something i went through today and this morning did for the first map is set up all my camps set up these towers that let you search for monsters and kind of gives you that like psychic vision version for this game mm -hmm. and if you go up to a tower and touch it be like hey scan the map for the monsters based on what towers cover where and there's this really cool i think they're called katakuri i don't know if that if it has a word with meeting or if it's just a made-up word don't know enough Japanese, honestly. But you have like a skill tree where you level up and get little things. So like that's how 
you upgrade the number of healing items you can hold. So now I can hold, I think, 13 instead of just 10. Oh, okay. And, like, it's cool. Like, you put down a forge so you can forge stuff. And one thing that kind of has always been a, one of my biggest favorite things for Monster Hunter was, and try, just walking outside and killing stuff until it stops spawning things. Oh, you yeah. Know, two and a half it's hours of slaughter, yeah. and <laughs> like, okay, I didn't need yeah. any of this. But I had a lot of fun. You, yeah, you have that aspect here where you can just go out into the field and just start walking around and killing stuff. With no, yeah. mm-hmm. you don't need to attach it to a quest. It's just having fun, lowering the population count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, expeditions yeah. in Monsters are highly underrated. I think like that that type of oh, gameplay yeah. is just like, honestly, we were talking about end games earlier. I feel like that is perfect for an end game in any Monster Hunter game. It's just like, I don't want to grind for yeah. charms, don't want to grind for anomaly quests or whatever else. Just give me a map, give me no time limit, put monsters on it. That's all I need. Yep. Guiding so, Lands was, I mean, was, was, was eight here in my mind. Yeah. Everwood, for me, I think, was the the one I enjoy. I still pick up and play um, Everwood stuff every now and then on Full Ultimate. Like, even though the, the 3DS is a clam that gives me Capital Tunnel. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I mentioned that to you on Twitter. I was like, I cannot play on that thing. Yeah, no. I, I would so. Yeah, uh, I cannot play on the 3DS at all. Like, I, I loved those Monster Hunters. Don't get me wrong, but like going back and playing on the 3DS, I'd rather just crush my hand. It, like, I... <laughs> which is why we need ports, Capcom. Come on. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> Switch ports would be amazing. You're saving our digits. Think about our fingers and our medical bills. <laughs> Think about our fingers. Our fingers, they're going to need to pay you, Capcom, exactly. for more Monster Hunter. I need to type in my security code to give you money. Just think yeah, about I, need to, I need to click confirm purchase somehow. Can't do that with, with no fingers. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean... Um, I, will, I, so I will say, I tentatively will suggest it to people, Wild Hearts, right now. Um, I am not vibing really with the no defensive options on a weapon. It is really halting my opinion of it. That's why I said to a lot of people, I have thoughts mm. because I'm like, this is not monster hunter. It is not in any way, in my opinion, better than monster hunter. I don't think any single aspect is better than monster hunter. I mm. think it falls short on every level to me, but it is still fun. Mm. It is still... I love Monster Hunter so much that playing the knockoff <laughs> version of it, it feels like, is fun. And you know what? EA didn't screw this up. I was fully prepared for EA to just step in oh, yeah. and uh, just murder it with transactions and microtransactions. And, hey, if you have EA Play and Pass, you can you can immediately skip this story quest and get to this part of the Wait, game if what? you want. Like. No, you're talking just, about like bad I thoughts was, of things I'm, they could have done. I'm making oh, something oh. up. This doesn't actually happen. Oh. <laughs> that, 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 that is not a real <laughs> thing. Second, I was like, I'm just what? saying, I was expecting that level of fuckery oh, from yeah. EA. Like, I, I thought we'd get like a, because, a bad battle pass. Like, here's your... Because one thing... Oh, um, So Monster Hunter, obviously one of the greatest things about it is carving the monster. Yeah. And the, just that... So in yeah, this, the, when you kill a big monster, you get a... You finish it off, and you do this. I think you say the Japanese word for sorry, and then you finish it off. So me with the umbrella, I open the umbrella, I twist, I twirl it, and I whack him with the umbrella. 
and then you're just given items. But when you do it to a little monster, it's like, finish it off. And you just go up, take a knife. So when I did this the first time I played with Jam last night, it's like, hey, how do you feel about the legally distinct from carving? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you just stab the monster and get the part. You're like, oh. What I could have seen, like, in the, in the world of horrible EA transactions, you get, like, item, 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 item in a row, and then there's, like, two sparkly items. Like, oh, if you have Super Game Pass, you also would have gotten these. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, God. Yeah, thankfully, there's none of that. But, yeah, like, it doesn't exist. EA... EA yeah. has the potential to do such things. Just yeah. just ask any Dead Space fan. Oh, EA has oh. if they do an update and add that in because it was suggested. Well, and it might this be is back to me. This is why I was worried about it because they did this with I think well not EA but Activision. I think they did this with some of their games like Crash Team Racing, Nitro Field. I loved that game until they added essentially mm. a Fortnite shop to the online stuff, mm. and it's like, why would you do this? Like, and they waited for everybody to review it really well, and then they dropped mm-hmm. that update. So it's like people go back and watch those reviews and be like, "Oh, this seems like a nice game," and then they buy it and then realize, "Oh, oh crap," you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. I hope they oh. don't do that to this game. It would suck because, like, yeah, imagine you finish a quest and like you know in Monsanto you have like different rows. So you have like a row for like your regular car, car reward. You have a row battle for... pass. <laughs> yeah, break rewards, battle pass rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. oh god! There's like all world we're at here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, no. but it it is not uh, too far from what EA does, so you know. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. All sort, all the, all sorts of times. They they've killed how many studios? It's not even worth counting at this point. Oh like, god! Yeah. Back to some positive um, things. Um, one thing that's really been like kind of a nice surprise for me, messing around in my own world. Is like I said, you put down the little boxes. There's sometimes you need to do that for some traversal options, which mm-hmm. just feels like a fun tax. Like you can stack three boxes, climb them, jump them up, and you can climb on a little ledge and get up somewhere. So like, why don't you just make the whole ledge climbable? Like what is this nonsense? You're just like wasting my time to scream mechanics at me. But on the other side of that, they last for like ever, ever. Yeah. So I've been playing the game, went. Turned it off last night, played this morning, and I was, like, walking around. Like I said, I kind of set up my map with my towers and stuff today. And I was like, man, I wonder if I've been that way. Pile of boxes up to the ledge. I've been there. Why those... Yeah. Why is there the level of this detail that the boxes <laughs> stay? Like, I totally expected just, like, your camps to stay, even though you have agency where you place them. But I expected, like, the first thing to be like, okay, get down in the map. Set down a tower, see if I can see a monster. No, those towers stay. There's also like these, I think they call dragon gliders, like a zip line. Yeah. Those yeah. are semi permanent also. And there's this cool system of basically elemental materials you're using up to put these permanent objects that aren't like the little battle objects. Like it feels like a lot, but I think a hint that it may have made from some of the friends I played with is it also being a three player game versus four it comes a lot of the same notes that the game neo has so neo 2 is something my friends played very recently and it feels like they are drawing way more parallels to that than monster hunter Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, maybe. I didn't play Neo 2. I played Neo 1. So <laughs> yeah, same. I for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three or four hours for ah, Neo 1. For yeah. me, and that was it. Um, but I will say there was some discussion on Twitter. And I'll w- I didn't want to weigh in at the time because I didn't see more than three monsters. But I'll weigh in now that I've seen four and <laughs> fought four. Uh, I fought the Raven. The poison raven. Oh, oh yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah, cool. I, I, uh, I didn't kill him. He killed me. It was just like <laughs> one of those see him out in the wild things. It wasn't a quest. I was like, I'll just try to kill it, and he just like killed me three times. And it said, "Hey, the hunt failed." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Was I on a hunt? I don't think so, but okay." Like I literally didn't join a quest or anything, but I yeah, whatever. I found it, and. uh Actually, no, I know what I did. I touched one of those towers, and it started a hunt. And I so searched for monsters with a tower. Uh, That's what I did. Um, it just sounds like it's a mechanic of not letting you death zerg something in the wild. Right. Mm. So it was like their so, version of, ah, he ran away. Right. So anyways, I... Um, so I fought these monsters, and I, and, and I, I didn't mean it when I say I feel like Monster Hunter designs are better. Because they're fantasy. In my opinion, like these are like elemental slash beefed up spiritual versions of real animals like Rage Tail. So far, yeah, I I, and people were sort of fixating on the point. Are are they creative monsters? Yes, they are. They are very creative Mm -hmm. monsters. Still like Monster Hunter stuff more because it's more fantasy. It's more epic. It's more like even something like a cut coup. Right, which is sort of like a your basic bitch wyvern, right? Yeah. Like you're not you're not gonna get very okay. It's got ears. It's got big you know ear things that makes it kind of weird, and it's got a beak for a wyvern. But like it's not super. I don't know. Like as much as I love Kaku, you're not gonna say it's a super fantastical you know beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just but it's a, still it still uh, exists in the world and feels. A much as much of a part of the world as like a rat looks, you know, like that's that's to me yeah, the yeah. appeal of monster under monsters. Like they, they, instead of just right creating creatures to be like cool creatures, they created an ecosystem instead of just like being yes. Like, Here are some fantasy monsters. Go kill them. You know, right? And that's what Wild Hearts feels like. They're building a lot around the sort of lore of the what are they called Temakai or whatever. I don't the the monster. <laughs> Yeah, I think like, it's the word kimono, I, uh, but it's an E and seven I. Oh yeah, kimono. So kimono. Um, so you have the kimono, which are the monsters, and I will say the equivalent to Kutku in old Monster Hunter is Rage Tail. So Rage Tail is the yeah you know, we talked about the rat that has like a flower over its eye and a bulbous tail. And design wise, it's a perfectly creative monster. It's it, it fits within. There's these things about different islands feature different seasons so winter summer spring it is definitely a spring monster you can see that mm. about it um and i'm sure that the all uh, if there are different like versions of every monster for every season i think that would be cool um i still prefer Kutku because <laughs> it feels fantasy you know what i mean like that and that's a personal preference for me i am more of a fantasy than a I, I don't know. 
it's weird. Rage Tale is not grounded in reality, but at the same it time... It feels like a corruption of reality instead of something purely fantasy. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But there is something that I view as a very, very good thing that I got told today. So, Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, we're very comfortable with normal rank, high rank, expansion game, G rank. Apparently, this yeah. has one, two, three, four tiers. Mm-hmm. So, even though there's, I think, 20 monsters, there are 80 if you incorporate difficulty. Oh, okay. So so we're not doing normal nightmare hell hell. We're doing normal ni- normal nightmare hell torment one. <laughs> oh, I thought we were gonna say the right. naughty yes. inferno where they had to nerf it because it was way too hard. Oh, in, oh yeah. inferno. Yeah, we're yeah. doing inferno. Good old good old Diablo three days. <laughs> oh, that sounds appealing yes. to me because like we made the joke today of normal rank hiring G rank in it and. The friend said GG, but I think Oh God rank might be funnier than after G. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, I mean that that could that could be interesting. I didn't know about that. And you know, we still have some of the features. Like, you can open up your map, go to the monster list, look at the monsters, and ooh, this brings up something I love. They have you early on creep up on this deer-looking thing with these antlers, and you get up behind it, and you're like inches from its butt, and you get an option: pet it or murk it. So I petted it, and I dropped a little thing on the ground like a Kelby horn. Oh. All mm-hmm. the little monsters, you can pet them. That's yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, it's not always a good idea. Yeah. I petted a green <laughs> lizard monster. It poisoned me because I petted it, and then decided to go to Pound Town with me and tried to kill me. <laughs> but it, it wasn't anything more difficult. You know, if we're talking like Monster Hunter 1 era, like, it was... It was a Velociprey, probably, like, quality monster. I just yeah. was so taken aback by petting all these things. Like, there's this great jackalope, fuzzy, furry springtime thing that you can pet. There's a huge frog I petted and got a dragon scale. Like, I was having fun petting monsters, and apparently Bailey wasn't having any of it. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it's it's pretty decent. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's worth you buying a PS5 for, but... <laughs> No, that's for Final uh, Fantasy 16. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get that. I, I will say, a big thing for me is I have this struggle a lot of the time. I'm sure Cham has complained about it on the podcast by now. I don't play a lot of video games anymore. Because I'm the horrible kind of monster that I watch a lot of anime is what I do for fun at this point. Also complained about that, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, for me, it's more like, how much do I feel like I'm going to enjoy <laughs> an hour of this versus... Two episodes of honestly, I watch a lot of romance stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, am no I getting there. my? I'm okay with you watching romance. That's fine. Am I getting my seventy dollars of fun out of this disc? I think I am. I think I'm going to be very pleased with this game at the end of it. I've got some like for the genre. The aesthetics are nice. All the mechanics are kind of fun. You know, it. I don't think it's a competitor for Monster Hunter. I don't think. Nope. It's coloring in a lot of the same lines to compare them well. But I do think I'm going to enjoy the game. I'm going to say to people, this is a game that's great and fun. You, If you're like me, play with friends. It's going to cut the embarrassment and the annoyance of probably getting clapped by the first real challenge that's going to come my way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't oh, I, imagine I this did. being like a console seller for me. 
Like, it is mm-hmm. on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, I believe. Yep. And yep. there is crossplay. Like, I am the two friends I play with. Oh. One of them has it on PS5 with me, and the other friend is playing it on PC. Like, it is pure crossplay. Which is a cool mm-hmm. little advent. I like that we're getting to the era of life that has that. But the other side of it is... Cham digitally bought it. I got a physical copy. But that was a harrowing quest. Our local game store that we like to get stuff from did not get their shipment. Did not get their games by day release. So I went to a lovely store known as GameStop. Oh no. They had no displays, no information. They weren't even acknowledging it was release day for a brand new PS5, you know, Xbox, whatever game. So I got to the counter and I'm like, yeah, I'm here to get the, you know, the game that came out today. The guy behind the counter. Oh, we didn't order more than we had pre-orders. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that happens. And he's like, well, I can order it for you. He's like, no, you, no, no. Mm-mm. And I walked away. And then he's like, well, do you need anything else today? I didn't even turn my head. I just checked my head again. No, as I walked out of the door. So I had to go to the bad place. Lovely go to Walmart. Uh, yeah. They had three copies. I picked up one <laughs> after hearing a great anecdote about an old guy hating being there because they were not helping the five people waiting to get stuff in electronics. <laughs> and then my other friend that's playing on PlayStation ran there and grabbed a copy. So, you know, it might be hard to get hold of physical if you're really married to having physical versions of games like I am. Like, I mean, I, I, I am as well for the collector aspect for me. Like, just I like having physical proof of the game that i bought essentially yeah, that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's just the the little bit of collection i do although it is starting to spill over but i'm getting a house so we're gonna be good i can just <laughs> like have a my setup stuff yeah it's gonna be called my living room and it's gonna be a bookshelf full of games that's ah, what it's gonna be nice yeah, I have too many Switch games. Uh, I don't have enough. <laughs> like I have all of well, my Switch games are mostly digital. I think the only two I have that are physical are Breath of the Wild and Final Fantasy XII, oddly enough. And I have no space oh, okay. on my Switch, which sucks because I have more games than I, than can fit on the Switch. If I had physical versions of those games, it wouldn't yeah. be an issue. But oh well, right. here we are. <laughs> uh, no, they still take up space. They still do. What the physical ones? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I've, suck. I've deleted some saves before because I was playing the game of... I use a white for the most part. And I don't have a lot of memory. Yeah. So basically every time I play a new game, when we were, I was helping with the other show, and I was doing digital stuff, like every time I got a new game, it was like, all right, let's start deleting a bunch of stuff to make room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... They all put some sort of data on the on the switch. They they just do. Um, oh. I have I don't know how many physical games, but I know total on the eShop is over a hundred on the switch, and I probably easily have over a hundred physical switch games. Probably. Oh nice. So I have two stacks of switch games sitting over there on my entertainment center. That is sort of like just a shelf. Uh, two full stacks, and it has blood over into a third stack, which I don't have room for. So probably have like thirty. It, 
Yeah. And I've got not as many DVDs, but close. Like I, I've got, I've got a. That's one of the things of the new house I want to do is is better organize that stuff. And I'm gonna go crazy and alphabetize it because why not? <laughs> so. So um. Hopefully that gives you a better idea about Wild Hearts. Like it's, it's good, but yeah. you know, I mean, it's not gonna set the Monster Hunter world on fire. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, well, I, I, I was gonna say I do give it the uh, the all important thing for any kind of game. I'm enjoying being bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, it is it is enjoyable. Honestly. I don't think anything, and this is an opinion I've had for a long time, I don't think anything, even if it tries to mimic Monsanto as closely as it can, uh, can beat Monsanto except Monsanto. So, okay, so what, right. what I mean yeah. by that is, see how mon- modern Monsanto is kind of, you know, going for way much more action and really fast pace, and it's like, almost you almost can't keep up with it. I feel like mm-hmm. s- a, so, at some point, people are going to get really, really fed up, <laughs> uh, and we are kind of approaching that. Um, and I mean, I can only say from my experience, but I am kind of almost there. <laughs> like, I just want to, I find myself wanting to play classic Monsanto more now these days than I ever had before. Um, sure. but I feel like the only thing that would fix that for Monsanto is not for a competitor to come around because to me, Monsanto is almost obviously not nearly as big, but is almost a modern mm. version of modern equivalent of Pokemon and nothing has come along that has quite done Pokemon like Pokemon. You know, so it's like yeah. the only thing that yeah, would there's... would beat Pokemon would be for them to return to form, and I think for Monster Hunter it would be the same. But that said, though, everything you guys have said about Wild Hearts, I can see those things existing in Monster Hunter, like walking up to random wildlife and trying to pet it, and then <laughs> getting attacked by a mm-hmm. velociraptor because you don't know any better, <laughs> or like you know having this <laughs> having this massive like. How- yeah, you can imagine How like a new player. <laughs> yeah, like you can imagine a new player just doesn't know about Monster Hunter. It's like, oh look, I can pet this little deer thing. Oh, that's so nice. I can pet this little boar thing. Oh look, this little raptor thing. I can pet this too. Oh no, I can't. Oh no, I definitely can't. <laughs> to, uh, to Cham's horror, it'll probably be, hey look, I can pet this lightning deer. Don't touch the lightning deer. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Dude, I have such a vendetta against Rajong because of Kieran. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, poor Kieran. <laughs> I just have you heard my 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 complaints uh with the whole eating Kieran Horn thing? Cuz it was a rumor up until they confirmed it. Yeah, in a cutscene. Yeah. Um yeah. Um because literal literally every single entry from the beginning of Monster Hunter, because if you remember, Karen was a Gen One monster. Oh yeah, it was an event monster, but it was a Gen One monster. Um, every single hunter entry says how rare it is. Right? Exactly. We don't know much about this monster because it's so rare. Right? Yeah. And then the theory that a Rajong can only become a Rajong. That can turn into like its Super Saiyan form if it eats a Kirin horn. And then they try to confirm that. I was like, that makes no ecological sense <laughs> at all. There is not enough Kirin 
for that to be to a be, thing yeah. and there still to be a breeding population of Kirin. Yeah. Not possible. Because we don't hear about Rajang being that rare. If it was the case, then we would have way less Rajang than we right. have Kirin. But that's exactly. not the case. <laughs> that's how predators and prey work, yeah. right? Even if it isn't killing it, it d- kind of does. I mean, the, that Kirin doesn't get back up after it breaks its horn. Yeah. Like it di- I think it dies. And it doesn't even eat it. It's just like, no. Just, I'm going to be a, a wasteful monkey and kill that horse. The yeah, majestic which, horse for no reason. Here's another way I could shoot an entire hole, a, a cannon-sized hole into that theory. Um, if that was the case, then why doesn't Kieran exist in Rise? Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still salty about that, by the way. Kieran is based on, I think it's Chinese and Japanese mythology. And it, it is, yes. All of its, everything surrounding Kirin is themed after Japanese motifs, and it doesn't exist anywhere in Rise or Sunbreak. Why? <laughs> like, just... Oh, dude, I have, I have a literal shit list I call uh, on Rise, <laughs> what I call the Monster Hunter shit list of <laughs> monsters that should be appearing. Oh, because, yeah. And they, so, Agnactor? Yes. Right? My boy. Because we have Urktar. Yeah. Wh- it's not, where is that? Where are their parents? Where? <laughs> yeah. Do they migrate when they grow up? Like that doesn't make sense. Um, nope. Gravius. Yeah. We have Basarius. Yeah. No Gravius. I realize right? the, tr- the trend in rise is that we have a lot of kids without parents. <laughs> we have... Yes. There's so many orphans. Yes. <laughs> <Zamites. laughs> yeah, no trios. <laughs> no Zam trios. Tetsukabra. Oh my right? god. Hojo- yeah. Ho- Hojo's writing a baby Tetsukabra. Now, that could be imported, and he's going to have a problem when it grows up. But, you know, like, <laughs> uh, so so there's that. Um, great Jagras, great Joggy. Oh, my God, um, yeah. Uh, so we're up to six. I believe there are nine <laughs> monsters that, that were on my shit list. Uh, Dude, so so I mentioned Gravis. It's hard for me to be upset yeah, because it brought this game brought back my favorite monster, which is Camellius. Ah, yeah. I I really miss Camellias. Seeing him in Rise Again is like, oh, my boy, the Trinity is complete again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I am... I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to think it. of ones that might be missing. Uh, well, I mean, I'll tell you one big thing that I missed in both Sunbreak and Rise. Um, subspecies. Like, we barely have any... The ones that we did get in Sunbreak, I mean, yeah, they wanted to give, like, yeah. new versions of the rise monster, mm-hmm. the new rise monsters, but I mean, it would have been so easy to fill the roster with just subspecies, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like, again, and this might be okay. So I, usually, when I talk about these things, I'm just gonna warn you guys now. Um, I devolve into speaking about my ideal monster hunter game, which I could probably go on for hours and hours about. So feel free to stop me. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right, because no, I have this, I had this idea cooking in my head ever since I played Breath of the Wild. Um, and my ideal monster game would be a fusion of Breath of the Wild, um, for Ultimate, I guess, because that's like the, my favorite monster game, um, or maybe yeah. Freedom Unite, both of them, um, and stories. Um, but the main reason why I say stories is because, and this is again controversial, but I spelled controversial takes on monster like it's like it's nothing. Um, my ideal format for monster game would be. You play low rank, and you'd fight all of the regular monsters. So you'd fight like your regular versions of those monsters. You'd fight like your Katkus, your Jagrasses, your uh, Zamtrioses. They're just regular old monsters that we know. And you would, 
get to the flagship, and that would be like the the final boss, quote unquote, of the game. Um, and then when you beat yeah. that, you basically beat that. You've beaten low rank, which is how stories did it. Like you, when you finish the game, you finish low rank, and then you unlock high rank as an end game. And the catch here being. When you unlock high rank, you don't just unlock harder versions of the monsters you already fought, but you unlock subspecies. So this, mm-hmm. this is the only point where they show up. So the, the entire end game, quote-unquote, would be discovering all of these new subspecies and crafting armor and stuff like that based on it. Sure. So for me, I think that's what okay. Rise and Sunbreak... People complain like, oh, Rise doesn't have enough content. Sunbreak doesn't have enough content. It would have been an easy fix because subspecies... They, I mean, yes, on the game dev side of things like they might seem simple to make but you know on a realistic sense they would be a little bit difficult but we already have so many subspecies in world that they could just port over like yeah well being a programmer myself by trade uh that's never an easy thing like (laughs) as much as they're like as as much as they're like oh it was literally in another game i'm like yeah it's a whole different architecture though Uh, it's a whole different it, I think, it's, I a think diff- it's a different engine, right? Like, yeah, they changed engines with Rise. Right. Rise is the first in the RE engine, and that is everything, to my knowledge, was built from the ground up in Rise. Ah. So that that is different. Uh, but I will say, there's not what you can do is you already have Rathalos, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get a Zerathalos. With work, it's not it's a, it's not a cut and paste. It's never yeah. cut and paste. Ne- never listen to anyone that says anything in programming is cut and paste. <laughs> it is not. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're ladder cut and pasting, kind of cut and paste. Ladder logic is not the same as video game programming. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ladder logic is what we do for work at our job here. <laughs> it's like some industrial um, stuff we do for work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, it it. it you could get easily from Rathalos to a Zerathalos, right? You, there's work there. It is not a simple thing. That's probably why we got Silver Rathalos and Gold Rathian. Yeah. Probably because they were probably easier to do. They're more recognizable and that kind of stuff. I do think it's weird that we got those and didn't get uh, blue and pink. Like, yeah. I, I don't... I don't know if that's ever happened before. I, think it's, I, I think don't it's think a, it ha- a power scaling thing because if they were to bring Azura and Pink Rathalos, uh, well, Azura and Pink Rats, they would be nowhere near the level of power they would need. Yeah, they would. To keep up yeah, with the other they monsters. would be mid. They'd be mid. They'd be high rank versus G rank versions. <laughs> yeah, like, so they'd traditionally need, they needed something powerful enough. So they're like, yeah, well, you know, we have Rathalos, we have Rathian. Yeah, let's bring silver and gold. <laughs> so right. And it would make no sense to shove monsters sort of like in the middle of difficulty. Yeah. Um, Which I think was part of the reason why we didn't see a lot of those such monsters in Sunbreak. Yeah. Because Sunbreak added a lot of higher tier monsters. We didn't see a lot of low tier monsters come in Sunbreak. I think Blood Orange is probably the closest thing we got to that. And Blood Orange is kind of a mid tier monster. Yeah. So like... um. So it's it's it was I understand where they were coming from with Rise and Subreg having less monsters, uh, just like as I did for World. But mm-hmm. the problem with Monster Hunter is that everything is based on the monsters. Yeah, the monster not only drives 
the targets we hunt and the weapons we want and the armors we want, but it drives the in-game economy. It drives mm-hmm. everything. Everything is based on the amount of monsters and the variety of monsters. And when you fall short of that, uh, you can see a game suffer. Like, unfortunately, as much as people love Try, Try suffered in yep. a lot of people's eyes to begin with because Try had 18 monsters. Yep. It went from Freedom Unite, which if you remember, that was 65, 67 monsters yeah. well, to fight. Large monsters, but in total, I think it was like 75 monsters in general. Right, right. Yeah. Right, so yeah, we're talking. We'll, we'll talk target monsters, like yeah. large monsters. Yeah, so sixty-five, sixty-seven, something like that. Yeah, to eighteen. And then to take it back to eighteen, that is a shock. Yeah. Like that was a shock to the system. And, don't and then get light mechanics too. Right, light mechanics that existed for one game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get, and then the same thing happened with generations down the world. Right? Yeah. So everyone's so excited for World and veterans come into World and I only say veteran the fact of previous Monster Hunter fans. I'm yeah. not, not going to say that you're, you have to be good at the game to have an opinion. Please don't <laughs> take it that way. In I, my, I, I and you're I, listening to me. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I always preface this. Uh, so our friend that is playing Wild Hearts, the one that went, went and picked it up uh, in Walmart as well. Uh, he is new into Monster Hunter as of Rise. And I will say, I said this to him the other day and anyone else, if you have played a significant amount of time in Monster Hunter and any title, whether it be Rise, whether it be Sunbreak, whether it be the first one, doesn't matter. If you have delved into Monster Hunter and fought a final boss, you are a veteran. Yeah. Period. That is that is my opinion. And I'm not saying that a veteran is the only people that can talk about Monster Hunter, but like I... There's not a distinct. You are well enough versed in Monster Hunter to have a well thought out opinion if you have finished a game. Period. I don't care what game. So, story. Um, that's a little <laughs> different. That's not the same kind of game. <laughs> I mean, even with you, stories, you technically have enough Monster Hunter knowledge. Maybe not on how to play you, the game, the main series, but you have knowledge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have knowledge of the monsters. Yeah. There you go. And you will have knowledge of their typings as long as you didn't fuck with their typings. In... <laughs> oh, yeah. In stories like, 1, yeah. You can like, do that. Like, where's the water Diablos? Like, no, <laughs> that's not a thing. Stop. Yeah, we don't genetically uh, modify all monsters here. Calm down. Yeah, we, we, we can't do that. We're, we're, not, we're not breeding monsters here. Um, so, uh, Oh, hunter, not rancher. Yeah. Uh, so, so that being said, like, yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to, it's hard to pin down what the perfect monster hunter is because there's so many different mechanics and things over the years. Yeah. Uh, I just need to play the cat in a game with Camellias. Like, I'm 95 <laughs> there. That that's all I need. Yeah. It, but and, and I will say one thing that is going to make the a, a Monster Hunter game better is more monsters every time. Yeah, more monsters. Or is... at the very least, even if even if they can't include like a, a, a an amazing amount of monsters, in my opinion, I feel like if the game itself is it allows you to immerse itself into this world that they're trying to create, even if it does mm. have a tiny amount of monsters, because this is how I felt playing base world actually. 
Um, and when I say base mm. world, I mean pre-title updates. In my opinion, title updates ruined sure. base world and yeah. Iceborne. <laughs> but um, even though there was a, a tiny amount of monsters, every last one of them felt unique. You know, like okay, ev- almost yes. everything is a wyvern in base world, <laughs> right? But you look at yeah, or a fang or a fanged wyvern. Yeah, yeah. it was basically like flying wyvern and fanged wyvern. Basically, yeah, we had like yeah. one or two brute wyverns. But yeah, like you look squirrels. at <laughs> oh yeah, well he's fanged wyvern. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Toby's fanged wyvern. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you mm. look at something like a you look at something like a Rathalos next to something like Legiana, right? You'd easily, mm-hmm. somebody outside of Monsanto would be like, oh, they just, you know, two wyvern. Well, people, somebody would say dragon because they don't know wyverns, but they'd be like, yeah, they're just two yeah. generic ass dragons. But then you actually play the game and they are completely different. Like, they're entirely oh, yeah. unique. Uh, the same thing with, like, a Puke Puke and a Palumu. Like, you have one mm-hmm. is a chame- uh, poison chameleon, but not like the actual poison chameleon that we know and love. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the inferior poison chameleon. Um, that does like this weird tongue thing and it puffs up its tail and, and then you move over to the other one to Palumu and it's like this like bat that puffs up its neck mm-hmm. and floats like a balloon it's like what like the, cloud bat yeah it's yeah. it's like and then even within Fang Beast too you have like you look at uh, the great Jagras or the, the other greats like great Jagras great Jiros next to something mm-hmm. like Toby Kodachi and Odogaran it's like that spread of the variety in that, in that spread of creatures is like insane so yeah. And the reason why they work so well is because, again, Base World did this right. Well, at least, yeah. All right, I don't want to get too much into my into the reasons why I have a love hate relationship with World, but um, Base World, they were aiming for this um, heavy focus on the ecosystem itself, right? Whether or not the game, the themes yeah. of the game actually went through with that. I mean, we had to murder an engine up basically because researchers were too scared. Um, it d- didn't do anything. Quest description was like, "Oh, you need to go kill this this giant T Rex." Why? Because the researchers are too scared of it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right? But anyway, but the ecosystem aspect of it works so well. And even in Monster Hunter One, I think like it. I think with Will they tried to recapture some of that magic of Monster Hunter One because you look at something like a Gravios, yeah. for example, versus a a Monoblos. Both of them are the exact same. Um, classification of monster they're both flying wyverns but they don't fly one <laughs> and two um one is a giant rock monster that explodes casually um and <laughs> disguises itself in the ground and the other one is this hulking beast of a uh, of a tank that just charges straight at you at mock speed and can borrow into the ground it's yeah. like the variety is there and the reason why they work so well is because they're so well integrated into the world that they were trying to craft so I feel like yeah. the reason why, and people might subconsciously, would, obviously people wouldn't consciously think about this, but in Sunbreak and Rise, I feel like the, this is the issue I had, was that there was a disconnect almost. Like the monsters felt like they were there for no other reason than to have something to fight. And I think mm, sure. for Monster Hunter, for a world as unique as Monster Hunter, I feel like it's easy for the game to feel very shallow when there's no like real purpose mm. there for monsters being there. Like, okay, for example... The, we were talking about the lack of monsters like Agnacto and stuff like that. In the same way we miss monsters like that because it would make more sense if they were present, it's the mm. same, like we were talking about the Rajang issue earlier, like why is Rajang here if Kirin doesn't exist? You know? like And subconsciously, right. as, play, as veteran players, as you put it, because we know this world so well and we know these monsters so well, 
I feel like that's why so many people didn't really gel well with Rise and Sunbreak is because it feels like something should be here, but it isn't. You know? Like, yeah. It's just... A lot of people called it an unfinished game, and I don't well, necessarily agree, agree with that, but like... It's definitely finished, but it's structured really yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I will say, though, and this might be a weird take, but despite... Me being, you know, like, one of the things about me being uh, a veteran hunter from, like, Monster Hunter 1 days, a lot of people are surprised when I tell people Rise and Sunbreak are my favorite Monster Hunters. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, they legit are. Um, But that's because of the quality of life stuff most of the time. Um, And, I mean, that said, I I feel like if they they did a, like, imagine this. If they did a remake, well, not remake, quote-unquote, but if they did, like, a remake or return to form, I guess, of classic Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, like Monster Hunter 1. All of the monsters with a few additions and stuff like that, with all of the quality of life stuff that you like from Rise and Sunbreak. I'm 100% sure that would be your new favorite Monster Hunter. Probably. See? It, it literally has been since the start of Monster Hunter that the newest Monster Hunter game is my favorite Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Because of quality of life. And that's a huge thing for me in it. And... um. I love the monsters, and like I said, I miss some monsters that we don't have. Like you mentioned, Monoblos. Like, yeah, we haven't seen Monoblos in ages. Yeah, and since like, four we didn't even see uh, since uh, yeah, Four Ultimate. And the last time we saw him was Freedom Unite before <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and like, Monoblos has my favorite armor set. Period. Oh yeah, like that looks wicked. The black and red. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a fan of red as a color. Like my favorite <laughs> color is green. Like I, I, but I love that aesthetic for that armor. It's one of my favorite ones ever. And yeah. it was also a very attack heavy armor. It was very offensive. Oh yeah, and, and had uh, attack up large, like straight out of the box. Like you didn't need to gem anything yeah. for attack up large on that set. Right and. I mean, it would need some part breaker. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm, I'm good at fitting part breaker in nowadays. Yeah. But, um, and KO resistance. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. KO resistance is key to me surviving in modern Monster Hunter. Because since World, <laughs> KO has oh, been God, so, yeah. so needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I, uh, but that being said, like, um, I am excited for whatever the future holds for Monster Hunter. I'm not a like I really love uh, a lot of Sunbreak's monsters. I really love the a lot of the new monsters. What I what I feel is the setback of both Rise and Sunbreak, as far as the monster roster goes, is an over reliance on quote unquote fan favorites. Yeah. Um, like we, and I think Zenoga that's Tiger kind of what you were. Yeah. Right. And Right, and, and and that's kind of I feel like what you were saying of monsters that came back that didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's like, oh, of course Zenogre came back because Zenogre came back. Now he fits the aesthetic because he was in Portable Third, and Portable yeah. Third and and Rise are really aesthetically close, but um, because they're both well, specifically based out of Japan and, J- and Japanese well, mythology as, and stuff. Even as you said that, this weird thought came into my head: is like he does make sense because it's japanese themed but i would mm. also argue the color palette in rise 
compared to Portable Third is much more muted. So I feel like that's why, mm-hmm. to me, he feels out of place. Because you put Zenoga into the Shrine Ruins, and he's this bright turquoise, you know, mm-hmm. like glow in the dark wolf, right? <laughs> but then, yeah, and next to like the Shrine Ruins, which is mostly just green and brown and gray. But you put mm-hmm. him in something like Misty Peaks, where he came from originally, and he looks like he's part of the environment. He fits that bright, you know, um, right. saturated um, color palette. So I feel like that's why, even though he does, he it feels like he's supposed to fit, but he doesn't feel it. Does he doesn't fit? It's because that's the only yeah. thing that makes sense for him to be there. It's like yeah, it's it's a Japanese theme game. You know, Portable Third was also a Japanese theme, but you know, you look at Zenoga and Rise, and it's like why why are you here? Why? Same thing for Tigrex. Right. So. Yeah. It's like these guys. Uh, I will say, I love the new monster designs, though. Like Malzino. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't really gel with Magnamalo so much, but all the rest of them I really love. Like, Magnamalo looks cool, but he doesn't look like a monster on the monster to me. But. (laughs) I actually like him a lot. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure about the whole whether he looks like a monster or monster. He may be a little over designed. Maybe. Yeah. Um, he's like Warcraft armor. It, ah, yeah, that's a perfect analogy. I was like, you know, what does he remind me of? Yeah, he basically looks like he's wearing World of Warcraft armor. He looks like he's wearing necromancer stuff, almost. <laughs> like, like yeah, all these spikes like, coming out of nowhere, like exaggerated colors and shapes, and like I, I definitely get what you're saying with him. Yeah, well, like, like yeah. at least all of the rest of them, I, I still like him. Yeah, he's still a very fun fight, and as a monster, like we were talking about Wild Hearts designs, like they don't make sense, but they still look cool. That's how I feel about Magnamalo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make much sense, but he looks really cool. So right. Um, so I, one thing I've been asking a lot of people lately. So let you know, Monster Hunter Six or whatever the next Monster Hunter is around the corner. What are five monsters that you consider essential to the series moving on? Hmm. So you can only take five five monsters forward. That's a tough one. Uh, okay, well, I have to take my favorite monster of all time, which is Nagakuga. Because I feel like every monster okay. hunter has this kind of like either a forest theme map or a jungle theme map. And I feel like sure. he fits perfectly in those environments uh, every time. Yeah. So I have the, to take my boy. The, the Night Stalker. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. And I feel like even if, okay, mm-hmm. so even if you have, like, he's more fitting for a jungle environment, but if you have a forest environment, I feel like having him be a nocturnal monster that you only ever fight at night would be so perfect. So, yeah, um, it's a tough one because I love so many monsters. But, I mean, okay, so, well, the question was if that I feel inte- are integral to Monster Hunter. So, yes. these are monsters that I feel like would fit the world um, that Monster Hunter is trying to create. So, definitely Nagakuga. Um, mm-hmm. oh, damn, okay. <laughs> I can't pick any of the monsters that have, like, later versions, so I can't pick, like, Basarios and Gravios, because that's two entries gone. <laughs> because, yeah, if I, you can't have one without the other. Um, mm. uh, this is a tough well, one. Well, I will say, so, so one thing that we have done is, when we say Rathalos, Rathian comes with it. Every ah, time. Okay. Like, you, you can't not have those two. Okay, so. so does that apply to Basarius and Gravios? I would say Rise would say differently. I would say yes. <laughs> All right, well, in, that case, <laughs> in that case, oddly enough, yeah. Like a lot of people don't like them, but I do. Like I really like okay. Basarius and Gravios. And I like the idea of you fight Basarius Ilion and think, oh, that, you mm-hmm. know, that was a fairly difficult fight, but not too bad. And then you fight Gravius and like, oh, 
it makes sense now. Oh, <laughs> that was just the baby. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So, so Basaris Gravius uh, and Nargakuga. Yeah. So that's, that's two. Yeah. So, I'm, basically, you said five. So, I'm like, all right. Um, I want to cover all of the, the maps, all the potential map types that each um, mm-hmm. monster on the game has. So, like, you usually have the forest, you have the volcano, you have the ice map, you have the um, desert map, and then you have, like, the one unique map, which, like, could be mm-hmm. anything. Like, in Fall Ultimate, it was Heaven's Mount. We had Coral Highlands and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, we covered forest and we covered volcano. So, for desert, this is a very tough one because I don't usually like desert monsters. Uh, I don't like deserts mm-hmm. in general. Um, but if I had to pick a favorite desert monster, definitely Monoblos. Because, yeah, okay. Diablos is, he, could, he can take a break. Let Monoblos have some limelight, please. My boy is, okay. he needs to come back. Um, for a snowy map, Tigrex needs to take a break, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how unique he is, Zamtrios. Definitely. Okay. Because I feel like coming from Rise, like, okay, new players would like see Tetranodon and be like, oh, they have frog monsters in this game, that's so cool. And then they play Monster 6 and they're like, but wait, there's more. And you see like this huge shark with legs and you're like, oh, that's what all the Monster Hunter players meant. <laughs> um, and yeah. the last one, I feel like, well, the, the more unique monster, I guess, um, that I would love to see come back. Very odd choice, I know, but Namiel. Purely because... Oh, I mean, I yeah, th- she I love Namiel. Namiel is the first really unique Elder Dragon we've had in a while. You know, like, okay, we had Volcana, Ice Elder Dragon, fine. Mm-hmm. We have Kushala. We have the, the big tree. We have Kushala, Camellios, and um, Teostra. Fine. We have Lunastra mm-hmm. in there as well. But Namiel was like the first time where it's like, it's a water Elder Dragon, which is something I don't think we had before. That looks like a no. manta ray and a jellyfish and all of these other sea creatures mixed together. Yeah, and yeah. It's just an entirely unique fight. It's like, I want to see that, but done in like, well, I, hopefully if they do bring it back, they'll refine it more. But I want to see, I want to see an underwater Namiel fight done right. You know, like, under, mm, like that'd be, that could be creepy. That could be. Really yeah. Like creepy. remember the, the whole like, um, intro cutscene where it would like go dark and then you'd see like the bioluminescence, like, like imagine if that was all underwater. Like that would be yeah. so sick, and then in, in middle in the middle of the fight, it's like everything goes dark, and you're like oh shit, and everybody's like scrambling, it's like where are the lights? Look for the lights! <laughs> it's like just everybody's just like in a panic because it's like creepy but intense and also fun at the same time. Like yeah, I have to I have There's to go one with Nami. Problem. Underwater that? fight yeah. with with Nami would be uh, it basically have the Teostra kill everybody in the map move. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's also sure. lightning. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, he's also lightning. Yeah, well, oh, so was yeah. Lagai, Chris. Yeah, so well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like it could be a yeah, it could be a a lucky type thing. Wait, yeah. it's like just a large AOE. Yeah, but, yeah. But we're definitely moving here between Wyvern and Elder Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, hey, he was a he was a Leviathan. Leviathan he's yeah. not a Wyvern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get True. Your monster Leviathan or right. Elder Dragon. <laughs> so. So w- one of the things now I'm not gonna say I I don't remember the ones I said before but I do remember a couple and their reasoning. 
Um, for me, I think Rathalos Rathian are integral to the series as flagships. They have to oh, yeah. be in every game. Yeah, I feel like that's a given, time. though. I feel like every game... Like... Yeah, no, I, and a lot of people, when they don't mention it, like, of course they're there. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I get it. But but I personally put them on my list for that reason. Um, the other one is, I, as much as I love your the, your Monopolis answer, Diablos is literally my favorite monster. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> I don't blame so, you, though, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I feel that Diablos is very integral to in, to incorporating a desert monster. And then the other answer that I always say, not saying that you're wrong, obviously. These are yeah, no. things, right? Uh, um, uh, I always like the uh, the concept, even though Rise really backed off from it a lot. Um, but since third generation, we've always had the concept of the invader monster mm. more abruptly. Uh, so Devil Joe, to me... Not only being a brute weapon, oh, yeah. but also the invader. Being the invader, um, I like the invader monster concept. So, like those th- those three, so you know, slash four yeah. uh, are are super integral to me as monster hunter as a concept. So I usually include all of those. Um, but I I like your takes. I like you you know your idea was like, what do I want to see going forward? And, yeah. and you know, like, what do what do you want to see progression of Monster Hunter? And yeah, that's a that's a good take. I, I, I like that. Uh, for me, it was just like, what do I want to carry on the tradition of my Monster Hunter? Was my oh. thinking. So personally, I want to see them do something along the lines. Now, don't hate me for this, but <laughs> I, but I've wanted Pokemon to do the same thing for a long time. Outside. It would be hurt if they did this, but outside of like maybe Rathalos and Rathian, and I usually say Diablos because Diablos has appeared in literally every game except for the first base model of Generations and Four. Everything else has had Diablos. Yeah. So barring the those two missed entries of Diablos, I think Rathian, Rathalos, and Diablos to me are probably the only thing three that need to be in every Monster Hunter. Um, if you, you know, because they've been there so long, but also I want to see Pokemon do this too. New slate, Hmm. completely new slate, just cut off the ties of the old monsters and do a new roster. I have never seen it. They do it. And I don't think they ever will. The closest they came was Try, because Try literally had the three I mentioned. Yeah. Well, that was the only Wold. three that survived. Well, technically, Wold. Uh, I mean, Wold had a lot more written in monsters as well than Try. But yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. And, 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 but World uh, World had a lot of. Uh, so we had Baroth come back in World. Oh, yeah. We had, right. we had um, Kieran come yeah. back in World. We had. Oh, yeah, Kieran was based uh, For some reason, I thought Kieran was a title update. But. No, uh, it was the, it was like the, the, the high rank, like the first wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's probably why I thought it was an event. (laughs) It's like, I remember fighting Kieran way after. Kushala Teostra were both in base world, if I remember. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Again, I keep forgetting these guys were in world because I barely fought any of them. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, th- there is, there's not a lot of times where we got a huge a new roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, World was pretty close. Uh, Try was the closest, right? Cl- Try was like, yeah. everything's new outside of these three. But then again, that was only 15 monsters mm-hmm. uh, that were new. Um, 
which is more than a lot of titles. I don't know. I, I don't like this over-reliance on the same old monsters a lot of time, even though I love every monster. So there's yeah. the dichotomy in me that I want to see all the monsters, yes. But I want to see a less reliance on all the old monsters. But I love the old monsters. Yeah. <laughs> like, title it's update. a circular base logic in no, my brain. Well, actually, no, actually, no old monsters in base game, then title update, old monsters. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, how do you think about this then? Uh, remember the, the ideal monster on the game that I was pitching earlier? Like, my dream monster. Mm-hmm. What if during all of low rank, you fight just exclusively new monsters, right? So you you sure. fight this this brand new monster on the game comes out, you you fight exclusively new monsters and then high rank comes out when you finish the game same thing like I explained earlier, but mm-hmm. now you find uh, all of the returning monsters in high rank, including the mo- harder versions of the monsters you already fought. Like I feel like that would be a really nice system for them to try in a in a future game. Yeah, it's almost. I like, would still, I would still like to see new monsters in high rank that were brand new as well. That would be yeah. my only caveat to that is I still want to see new monsters like yeah well they that have, was like, the secret monsters that you they wouldn't... did that okay in Rise right like Rise like Rockna Kadaki was so late in Rise like, oh yeah so much late we we knew about Rockna Kadaki because of the titles uh with the trailers I mean and they even did like a whole like expose on Rockna Kadaki before we got the game and people were like oh, yeah, oh where is he. And it was yeah. like literally like the end of Rise, like like the <laughs> like the final star of quests yeah. before you hit the end boss. Well, was actually, Rock you just mentioned something that I just I have to talk about it because I really I feel like Monsanto has been doing this a lot lately, and I do not like it. Um, mm. Capcom, if you are listening, I please hope I hope that you you are listening. Um, we want to be surprised <laughs> when we play Monsanto games. Like yeah, we don't need to know the entire mind. roster before we play the game. Like you do realize when, when before Sunbreak came out, the only monster we didn't know that existed in the game was the final boss. We yeah. knew about every single other monster. And it's like why? Why would you do this? Like just uh, the exact introduce the, same. Introduce like the really runs. hype ones. Like introduce like the really really like um like high profile ones like the new subspecies for example that kind of stuff like that's exciting fine but how cool would it have been if we were only teased about Espen as being in the game like we had like heard like a yeah his cry in the background or like like how they did some of the trailers for Iceborne where they like, had the monster like do their roar at the end of the trailer for the last monster like, what if they did something yeah. like that for Espinas and had, like, the whole community being like, wait, we know this role. This is from Frontier. This is... Oh, wait, is he going to be in the game? And then the game finally drops and people discover him and it's, like, this incredible feeling of, like, people are like, he's in right. the game. Yes. Yeah. Now, I will say Sunbreak is high on my list for... Surp- not, 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 not necessarily surprises, because that wasn't a surprise that we got Espinas. But it was a surprise that we got Espinus. Yeah. Like we knew he was coming, but like we what like when they announced Espinus, I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> like, like holy cow! They broke their promise. They yeah. broke their frontier promise. Like, holy oh, what are we gonna see from Frontier? So far, nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. What, what's I'm still the, the for scorpion? Akura Bishima. Uh, yeah. Maybe we get yeah, him in this title I, I am, update coming. <laughs> I only, I only remember his name because I have wanted it so much. Like Aspinus was like my number one 
ever. Like of like frontier monsters that I want to fight. Espinus was was the number one. Number two was Akura Vishimu. <laughs> and I was like, can we get it? Can we get Akura Vishimu? No, hmm. we didn't. Well, we didn't. how about this picture but, that I'm going to paint for you over here? Um, Monster 6. You enter this like crystal mm-hmm. cave map. And a cutscene plays. And suddenly a crystal starts moving. And then said crystal to the... Ruby t- Basarius and I cry. <laughs> 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 oh that would that would suck like and it, it's shaped like the crystal from akura too so like you think it is and yeah. just, <laughs> just ruby it's just ruby ruby Basarius, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i can see them doing that in months on a six like slowly drip feeding a few more frontier monsters um yes because, i mean I, frontiers I, I think the reason why they did that whole promise of like we won't bring frontier monsters to mainline except lavazio for some reason um <laughs> like yeah, and, uh, and Hypnocatrice. And, like, like yeah. Hypnocatrice and uh, Lavazioth were in Freedom Unite. Yeah. Um, even then, so, I, I like, do like. For some reason, Lavazioth made it to Generations and Hypnocatrice didn't. Like, why? Why would Why would you bring the fish that nobody gives a shit about? Like, just. Br- <laughs> you wouldn't bring back the one monster that people really do remember from Freedom Unite because it was so unique. Like, just why? Yeah. But. Yeah, like I can the, see them the, definitely um, bringing the great Monster Hunter Thanksgiving turkey. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I still I still love monsters like that. Like again, fr- people like to rag on Frontier, but in its early days at least it had some really unique monsters, and I would love to see them bring them it back. Did. At least very at the very least, give them the Espinas treatment where, you know, they mm-hmm. they definitely redesign Espinas. If they were to just bring back Frontier Espinas as is. He would definitely stick out like a like a sore thumb, um, design wise sure. and fight wise. But if they give something like uh, I I don't I okay so I do not know any of the frontier monsters' correct names. Otherwise, I would butcher them really bad. But um, by describing them, I feel like you would remember. There's like this massive uh, seal, this ice seal yes. sea lion thing. Like yeah, I the only one that I knew the name was a Kurapashima and Espinus. Uh, <laughs> you're you're good. But yeah, you know you know which one I'm talking about. It's like a giant Leviathan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like imagine him in Monster Hunter Six. You know, like uh, ice map, yeah. like massive, not not necessarily like tundra, but almost like the um, oh, what do you call it? Not polar field. The frozen isles. Fr- yeah, like and... frost islands. Yeah, and he, you see him swimming around and he dives onto land, and it's like I could see that stuff working, and it's like, you know. Will they do it? Oh, I don't know. I think know. you were more thinking the Frozen Seaway. Frozen uh, Seaway, yes. From, yeah, 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 okay. From Full Ultimate, yeah. That was what I was talking about, yeah. Like, that was more of like a, you know, not necessarily a tundra, but it's still like a, it was almost like the mm-hmm. Arctic, basically, <laughs> in Monsanto. Yes. Yeah. A lot more aquatic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I could see, I honestly, I don't know what they'll do regarding uh, Frontier Monsters, but I certainly hope they don't just leave them to just fade into memory yeah i i i don't know if we're gonna see them all uh i doubt yeah we will, definitely not but all. i would like i i would like to see more yeah for sure yeah because again um, all of them are unique so mm-hmm. like the turtle oh I yeah oh, the turtle works so well for a siege like uh mm-hmm. like imagine we get a gen moran and him to four like to two four like that would look so cool like <laughs> yeah ugh. yeah um i want to see stuff like vespoid queen come back oh stuff yeah like, that. like uh, imagine vespoid queen but reworked you know like to act yeah. more like a seltus or something like that like i mean regular vespoid mm-hmm. queen just 
let's be honest, just big vest blade, <laughs> right? But no, it's true. I mean, with a big spray, it had a yeah, couple well, unique moves, but yeah, yeah. But it acted like a Vespoid, you're right. Yeah, but like imagine a, like Vespoid Queen. more stationary but, one. Yeah, Vespoid Queen, but with like all the frantic nature of a, a Celtus, you know? Like that mm. would be that would be wicked. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of potential for Monster Hunter in the future. Um, I think, I hope, I hope, and, and uh, our good friend Trevor uh, had a good point in this, even though, you know, like I said, my philosophy is even though Trevor it only started in Rise, there's nothing devaluing his opinion. But his his point about Wild Hearts was competition only breeds innovation. Yeah. So he was. So we were hoping for Wild Hearts to pan out, and I think it it is in some ways, um, to to sort of kick Capcom into gear and to say, hey, look, you can't rest on your 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 heels on mm-hmm. this one. You need to keep going. So I think that's also why we're hearing about ti- the final title update this week <laughs> because Wild Hearts came out and they're like, hey guys, we're going to start telling you about the next title update. You know, don't forget about us just because yeah. Wild Hearts came out. Yeah, it's like, you know what? We had a whole schedule, but let's just, you know what? This this game has given us a little bit of trouble. Let's, let's show them Monster Hunter 6 quick. <laughs> Remind them what they need to be played. <laughs> yeah. We got this final title update. Just don't forget about it. Yeah. So, um, so if you want, uh, we could do a little bit of speculation on what that is. So we know that it's returning elder and another powered up monster. As you yeah. let me know. So well, I think some sure. returning elder and a powered up monster. What 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 are your opinions on what those two are? I am pretty sure the powered up monster is going to be um, risen risen yeah. something risen Volcano yeah. probably. Because I think she's the only okay. other, uh, Elder Dragon that doesn't have a Risen Vision. Oh, I could be wrong. No, actually, wait, no. It would be Risen Malzeno. It would make more. It would mm-hmm. make more sense because Malzeno doesn't have a Risen form. Um, but I mean, then again, ecology-wise, it doesn't make but, sense for Malzeno to have a Risen form. Because right, yeah, yeah. That's that's my maybe. I was like, well, how would you say that he survived when he's kind of yeah. part of the? Well, maybe it's like a reverse thing where like Risen Elder Dragon survived being victim to the, the Curio. Maybe this is the same Malzano that we quote unquote killed and he had to do without the Curio. Like maybe that's just, yeah, yeah, you know, hmm. yeah. Like a like a Malzino that never had the Curio. Yeah. So like, what is what is a like call him pure Malzino? Yeah, Starving. because they said they said powered up. They didn't exactly say Risen. So hmm. right, they just um, powered up. And I am I can I can probably bet money on this one, but the uh-huh. final title update because it is a ret- they specified returning Elder Dragon. They didn't just say returning yes. monster. Definitely, without a doubt, in my mind, Amatsu. Mm. It is okay because okay. I don't know if you guys know, but they were, they actually hinted towards Amatsu not existing. Anywhere near Kimura, but um, during base rise, I think it was the informant cat that would be in your room, or one of the other mm-hmm. NPCs, uh, talked about after you beat uh, Nawani uh they mentioned like something similar happening um, in a far off land, and like with a floating elder dragon and stuff like that. It's like that's the Matsu that they're describing. So it's like, hmm, I wonder if this has any relevance I, to <laughs> stuff I, that might I, exist. I do remember that, and. Uh, that would be my guess too, as a Matsu, um, just because he fits the aesthetic. I mean, Portable Third and yeah. Rise are pretty close on aesthetic. Like, yeah. like they're just they're woven together. And 
Amatsu being the elder dragon at the end of that game and then also coming in at the end of Sunbreak would be mm. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I could also see them doing something in along the lines of Fatalis. Yeah, I was, only because I was going to say because of the talk, whole castle and kingdom find, stuff. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. it's either going to be regular Fatalis or white Fatalis, and I say white Fatalis because maybe they don't want to retread the same ground as the end of Iceborne. Because I can see them going like, okay, right. we already did regular Fatalis in Iceborne. If we just did regular Fatalis again in Sunbreak, people might just be like, oh, not this again. Um, right. So I feel like if they were to um, bring in something that really like, and especially something that would make sense for the po- insane power creep that we have in Sunbreak, <laughs> it would be White Fatalis because they yeah. didn't ha- obviously they don't have usually the the tiers of Fatalis go regular Fatalis, Crimson Fatalis, and then White Fatalis. But I feel like they would skip mm-hmm. over Crimson purely because two main things: one, I mean, like they- I said, the power creep, <laughs> like they need to get something that's yeah. powerful, and I feel like this is probably I don't know, man. Risen Valstrax was powerful enough. Crown hunting that thing was a bitch. Oh, I, like, I, <laughs> I didn't I, fight him yet, but I have heard horror stories. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I uh, should. I had to make a new armor set. Oh like, no! I, I triple carded the first time. I was like, this ain't working. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, regular uh, Crimson Glow in G rank was terrible. So Risen is yeah. just like, oh no. I was very glad to have previously crown hunted Valstrax in base rise. So I didn't have to do that, but then we got risen, <laughs> risen and yeah. I was like, Oh, Completely new entry crown like, oh this. God. Yeah. So you, you were talking about like end games just for fun. My end game is crown hunting. Oh, it yeah. has been since world. So crown hunting is something I do naturally. And I did, um, uh, I did the Pokemon Snap. I call it the Monster Hunter Snap. Oh, yeah. Where I've replaced literally every entry with a picture uh, that I tried to get with better shots almost every time. Um, so, like, one of these days I might do a showcase of, like, all the mon- good monster shots I got in my book. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't... I, it was fun for me. Like, I love Pokemon Snap. So, like, <laughs> yeah, when I, and Pokemon Snap came out, like, a month after Rise, I think. Yeah. The new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, I'm going to snap all the monsters. Like, <laughs> I have all the endemic life. I have all the small monsters. I have all the large monsters. Oh, I did the same thing on PC. Like, that was one of the Wait, things did I, I did on PC. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I but I've only beaten Guys Magorm. I've only got through Guys Magorm on uh. PC. Um, like I didn't do like hardcore stuff, but like I still did all the pictures, like every single monster I found, I would replace the picture. (laughs) So, so I, I, I have done a hundred percent of the guild card at this point. I am literally waiting for the final title update to crown hunt more snap. And (laughs) that is it. Like I will be done. Um, (laughs) If there is crowns to get, because there may not be because certain elder dragons do not have crowns. Oh, so. yeah, and they don't tell you either, which sucks, but... Yeah, I mean, you know pretty much off the bat. The moment you hunt two of them in the exact same size, you know. Oh, like, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you, you'll you you'll know right away. Um, or you get, like, what happened with us, and if you remember uh, Frostfang Chance, when we, when we crown hunted that, you don't remember Frostfang? It was Nami that we did three of them that were all exactly the same size. Nah, that's not what I'm talking about. Frostfang, very first hunt, we got a gold crown large. And we hunted it we in did, eight, eight quests, I think. It was really quick. 
Yeah. But like the very first one was a gold crown. Oh, this ha- this has crowns. Okay, we we know it has crowns. Like literally, the answer <laughs> was then the first hunt. Um, so yeah, like I uh, I so I'm looking forward to whatever the title update is. I but I don't I don't know what it's gonna be. Like if it's a Matsu, I, that's not a crown hunt. That, <laughs> there's yeah. no there's no crowns for a Matsu. Yeah. Because uh, he's such an end game monster, end game elder. And then Risen, uh, whatever the Risen is, or whatever the uh, powered up monster is, that could possibly have a crown as well. So we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, Risen Valstrax, that was <laughs> 31, <laughs> 33. 31 or 33 is when I killed. Jeez. To, to get that. And I, I don't do the thing that other crown hunters do, where I run into the quest and I do some sort of cheeky measurement to see if it's a crown or not <laughs> i run in and i'm like that looks big enough or not hmm i'm gonna kill it either way or i run in and i'm like hmm that's a completely average size and in no way a crown i'm gonna kill it anyways like i literally <laughs> just do it i have literally hunted it this uh that many times. Spice. <laughs> uh so when when Chance is helping me crown hunt base rise, we did two hundred and thirty two great boggy. Was it? <laughs> yep. There oh. was at least a known issue though the the double quest with him, which we did a lot of, was like it just wasn't possible to get crowns. Right. So mm. base rise double quests do not have crowns. Period. Oh. Not po- Not possible to get a crown in a double quest. Huh. So. Wait, so could well, you still well, get crowns double in, quest to... Could you still get crowns in expeditions? I don't know if yes. that's ever been tested. That was oh, ha- well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I got it. That's how we got it. Ah. <laughs> because there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of great boggy quests. It was the, a single one, a double one, and the expeditions, and that was it. Yeah. And it can only appear in the frozen isles. So there wasn't really a lot of options. So <laughs> that was where we hit. But, you know, up to that point, we were at hundreds uh, for, like, Kuliyaku, I think, was like 100-something before we got the crowns. And we Great got Azuchi the, was, was a high number. I think it was like 108. Yeah, it was, like, ridiculous. So we were getting these high numbers for crowns. I was like, dude, this is taking forever. <laughs> uh and I think you dropped off right about the time of Somnicamp, Chance, and then I continued on my own. Um, but crown hunting in Rise was a freaking nightmare because I don't know. Do you know about? Do you do any crown hunting? Uh, no, actually, I think the only game I did dabble into it a little bit was actually Freedom Unites because that was like my first exposure. So I was okay. like, oh, yo, they have like different sizes. I want to get all the different sizes, and I gave up. <laughs> like, five. like you know what no yeah <laughs> uh so so uh that would be one of the things i'd really want to do because i never crown hunted before world so uh oh. i so i would want to go back and do it if we do get remakes that would be that's something I, yeah. i'd be interested in at least yeah i heard because it's uh, crown hunts are actually really fun because of the expeditions um so. yes yeah. yeah so like those those are good ways to crown hunt, but in Rise, right? World, you had this thing where you do the extra quests and, or, or the uh, expeditions or the investigations. Investigation, That's yeah. what they're. Yeah, you do the investigations, and the better the reward for the investigation, the higher the chance for the crown. So there oh. was actually a. 
there was actually a system to getting crowns, right? So I was like, okay, so what's the system in, in rides? Well, there's a base 3% for both small and large, right? Okay, sure. So 3% chance. And then that, we were not hitting 3% within 200-something. That is not within the odds. Uh, so we're like, what is going on? So we, so I did a lot of research, and actually there's this YouTuber out there. I don't know if you know him. Ixion. He's also on uh, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, the name rings up, Elliot. Yeah, um, he does a lot of different kinds of videos, but he put out there this this thing for crown hunting about quest cycling, and I was like, okay, so what is this? Like, basically, in base rides, what you had to do is that it's certain quest, and you didn't know which one, but of all the quests where a monster is a target monster, so whether it's in a group of three or a group of two, excluding double quests, because if it's just two of the same monster in that quest, you can't get a crown. Um, but anytime it's a target monster, that has a possibility for a crown. One of those quests has a higher probability of having a crown, and it rotates based on where it is. Unfortunately, that also includes the expeditions. So if you oh. do an expedition in the in the Shrine Ruins and this monster appears in like three different maps, you also have to check the expeditions for those. So like, huh. and they don't always appear. So you would have to, there were certain monsters I had seven quests I had to check. And it was hard to tell at a certain point. It'd be like, which one was the smallest one? And then you had to farm that quest for your 3% chance. Oh no. <laughs> and that took forever yeah. i did a lot in rise to get sunbreak was much better much easier but i will say i never got to the levels of that but i did do it was in the 40s i think it was 47 risen camellias oh jeez. <laughs> oh so that's still a lot though because that's that's an elder dragon like usually those fights are more painful anyway so yeah yeah uh, and I, and I do not like I said I do not do the normal thing that crown hunters do where they go in check the monster and I'll peace out you. if it's not good enough. I just fight it because I like Monster Hunter. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, like again, it's like that's kind of like the charm of Monster Hunter. Is like it's so open ended that like you make your own fun essentially, right? So yes, like how yeah. you you got deep into crown hunting like that's that's not something that the game tells you to do but you want to do it anyway because it exists and it's fun so yeah i mean it is in the guild card awards but you know oh, yeah. well most people is... don't even know those things exist <laughs> like i it's didn't true. for the longest while like I, I only discovered those i think in full ultimate i was like wait there's an achievement system what like what since yeah, when yeah, has there's... this been a thing and apparently it's been a thing since the first game i just didn't know so yeah, yeah, because the hero <laughs> sword was like a big deal. In Monster yeah, One. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. Huh. Yep, it's always been a thing. Uh, <laughs> never did a hundred percent guild card award until World as well. But yeah. even though I played all the other previous games heavily, I mean very heavily, <laughs> uh, I didn't do get into that. I was just sort of like clear all the quests and done. Yeah. So. I think the only uh, game that yeah. I did like actually look at, even though I didn't try it, um, to try to get the awards was for Ultimate because like, and this is this is so dumb, but um, I looked at the awards I already had, and I was like, these icons are so cool, I want to get all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> these icons are so cool i want to have all i want to have 100 percent. and then i realized oh this involves crow hunting nope yeah because <laughs> i didn't there's have... so there there is one more thing i could do in sunbreak is get more titles not titles uh i could do that the um the little symbol beside your name in multiplayer oh yeah yeah i think that's... so there are different things you can do to get all of those and i haven't done that yet oh i think uh, it's isn't it just tied to master arm though well i could be wrong nope there's a couple knowledge. that are, but there, one of them is kill so many risen. Oh monsters. no! I I don't <laughs> I don't know what all of them are. So the, the ones I'm missing could all just be tied to master rank, yeah, um, or high rank, because I'm only in four hundreds of master rank. I'm not. I know one of them is tied to doing a bunch of the arena quests. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I didn't that. delve into. Um, a lot in Rise and Sunbreak is Arena Quest because I heard some of them were really painful <laughs> I was like you know what no yeah yeah there's one where I think uh, a Rajan can one shot you oh essentially. no <laughs> why yeah they oh. don't give you any weapon that I like to use in that quest <laughs> so uh, we yikes. did the bad thing of farming one of those quests together because I wanted to make the layered armor of any of the arena armors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Well, uh, do you have anything else that you would like to talk about uh, tonight, or um, do you think we're good to wrap up? Honestly, nah, not really. This has honestly been a really, really fun time. Uh, I really have a good... Like I said, I don't have that many like IRL friends that know what Monster Hunter is, let alone play it. So getting to talk about Monster Hunter on this kind of level is, you know, uh, a new thing and a very rare thing for me. Outside of like mm-hmm. like I said, spouting controversial takes on Twitter, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> um well, but so this was why I created the podcast is I didn't have I felt at the time I didn't have enough people to talk about Monster Hunter with. So Yeah. There we go. And this was you know despite it being something very new to me like this felt natural you know like this felt like just having any other type of con- conversation with not anybody else and it's like <laughs> to have this kind of natural conversation about something that i have never been able to talk about is really mm-hmm. fun i really appreciate like this opportunity well, so glad you enjoyed yeah. um so uh so thanks everyone for watching and listening we had a couple people chime in on twitter that was not Twitter, Twitch, you know, the the other social platform, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at the social platform stuff, usually. So, uh, but thank you all for listening. Um, so, uh, like we said, it's it's the Shaw 21 right, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you can find uh, our podcast and other updates for the podcast at Hunter Subpod on Twitter and then also here on Twitch. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look forward to next week where Sasha is quizzing me for the first time. Like I, I've always been, we used to do these video game quizzes. I'm taking a break on writing those because of the house move, but Sasha was like, Hey, Forge one doesn't get to do these. So I'm going to make one for him. I'm like, okay, (laughs) cool. So, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what that is next week. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, but yeah. And, uh, 
you know, we plan on having some more guests. We we had a co-host leave, leave recently, so we're 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 looking into getting another co-host at some point. So me and looking the into that. Just here this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Rose is temporary. You can tell she's not interested. <laughs> that part. Oh. That part. And as we say on <laughs> on the times I help here and when I help with the bickering box, uh, I'm socially lazy. For some reason, you want to talk to me, you can find me on the Discord. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Twitch. Yep. Eh. He has none of it. Not because I feel like I'm better. <laughs> I'm just lazy. I don't want to have more <laughs> notifications. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and, and Shaw, you're welcome to stick around the Discord and talk to us too, and, and yeah, yeah, whatever you want. And it, I'd love to have you on at some point again if you like, uh, yeah. you know, talk about more Monster Hunter stuff. So. And if it's yeah, necessary, we can make a new text channel for spicy, spicy Monster Hunter text. If you need a platform <laughs> to start some conversation. Hey, you know what? General <laughs> chat works fine on that too. And I mean, Discord. yeah, I don't think you want uh, there's a all sorts of uh, concentration on my takes and <laughs> my spicy Monster Hunter takes. Uh, dude, I've I've had some pretty hot takes over the years. It's fine. Like, uh. Not a lot of people have been happy with me on my Elden Ring opinions. So. Oh, that's actually something I, I would be open to talking about. Is I, I, Okay, so my two pillars of my, um, I would say my gaming personality would be Monster Hunter and From Software. So sure. next time uh, uh, you guys have me on, we could probably talk about some From Software stuff. Like I, I'm just going to warn you, though, I will not shut up about Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> mm. Because, I mean, it is my favorite game of all time. So... Just sure. You know, just to preface, right? yeah. My my hot take. I, I I we won't get into it now, but my hot take has always been I don't like Bloodborne. Uh, that's fine. Not. I mean, I know it's like it's like whenever people say that, it's like oh, you know, I don't really like Bloodborne, and I know like everybody loves it. It's like that's that's fine. Like I don't like Sekiro, and people hate me for that's it. my favorite one. That's See? my favorite one of the series. <laughs> See. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just a different type of game yeah. for different people. So yeah, it's I know true. a lot of people wouldn't love Bloodborne, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It's they're very different games. And yeah. that's part of it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, good okay. good stuff to talk about next time. Yeah. So, yep. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll we'll sign off. Yeah, take care, everyone. Have a good one. So, uh, thanks for all the fish. Yeah. <laughs>